0: Hey there, folks. We are back once again. It's episode 146 of the Uticast, and this week we are talking with Devin and Brianna Mahoney of the Uptown Theater for Creative Arts as they take a run at the record interview length. We go over an hour. Good conversation. Lots of stuff we got to dig into. Uh, Plus, we're going to talk a little bit deeper about the Facebook leaks and the future of the internet. We're going to talk about... China's social credit system slash Black Mirror episode, uh, history lessons, the brunch bill, uh, the worst excuse for uh, illicit substances I've ever heard, uh, plus so much more. We'll probably talk about millennials because why not? Uh, we're happy to have you back, folks. Oh, by the way, before we get into it, if you have not gone to change.org or facebook.com slash maiden to look up our petition, please Do it now! Check it out. We're looking for signatures for some big plans. All that and more, folks. Episode 146 of the Uticast. As always, we are happy to have you here. Live. Hey everybody, good nice to see you guys. Hello.
1: Hi.
2: I'm in a relatively good mood today. can tell. Do you t- yeah, can you tell? I'm surprised because like two hours ago you were not in the best mood and I thought that it was gonna be a moody mood cast.
1: Look. Well I'll get I'll get into why
0: I okay, so I'm trying to do my best to pull it together, but I'll get into that in just a minute. Um, I wanted to get into what you guys are up to first because as uh, the host and producer of the Udicast, episode 146, uh, hello folks, it's me, Sam Familaro joined by as always by Heather and Kevin. Heather, I want to start with you because you did something very impressive today. You ran (laughs) over here to do the podcast, which is something. You ever, like, this is something I think about in my days when I'm like, I want to feel better about my life. Like, you know what I should do? I should start, like, biking to work, and then I can save money on gas. And then, like, it's good for you. But yeah. then, like, once in practice you do it, you're like, oh no,
2: this was this oh, is a boy. terrible
3: <laughs>
1: decision that
2: I've made.
3: Every time I start running, I'm like, this was not a good idea.
2: Just picture you biking your ass up to North Utica and, like, <laughs> not <laughs> really Oh, it's
1: terrible. <laughs> or, I don't know.
0: Maybe in, in New York, that was something people would try and talk me into. Like, oh, you work in Manhattan? Why don't you just bike over the Brooklyn Bridge and take your bike in instead of taking the subway? I'm like, because I got to work like a seven hour shift at the restaurant afterwards. Yeah, and then I'm not trying it. to bike back to Brooklyn from <laughs> Manhattan. Like, it's not no, in so. the middle
2: of the night and like you don't want to show up at work all like sweaty and gross from riding your bike no. like it just seems mm. uh
0: but heather she didn't seem to be too worried about showing up sm- uh, smelly and sweaty here to the podcast and we're that's like
3: family we're
0: very we're very positive here about that so that's good <laughs> i don't i don't have any problems with that uh so what are you training for you told me you were training for some there's
3: uh this uh uh trail hike or i can't even talk um it's a hike out in keen valley you're like placid. It's a, like there's a couple mountains out there. I'm Wait, not sure it's what I'm doing. Yeah. So
0: you're running to okay. train for a hike,
3: like a trail run. A trail, a trail run. run. It's called trail run. It's a race.
0: So you, so you're racing up a mountain. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Huh. Yeah. I see. Okay, why didn't we sign up for this?
2: <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Let me see what kind of question that is.
0: <laughs> um. Well, I have to say, I'm very impressed Thank you. with this, uh, particularly because uh, I pulled a muscle in my back <laughs> doing yoga a couple days ago, and you I do can yoga. barely move.
3: Where'd you do yoga?
0: In my room. Oh, okay. like a Like a homebody. Okay. Yeah, I'm not really comfortable. <laughs> he doesn't do public yoga. Okay. I don't do public yoga. Um, <laughs> I haven't done yoga in like, in like six weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been feeling really crummy about it. And it doesn't help that I got a couple folks, and again, I support all my friends out there who are trying to better themselves. I got a couple folks, male and female, who are working real hard to fix up their that mm-hmm. body, get it tight for the summer, get that swole oh. on. You know what I'm saying? And I, I respect that with people who are trying to better themselves because I'm not generally a person <laughs> who likes to go through the process necessarily. I want to look better. Don't get me wrong. I would like to look like, mm, damn. Who is that? Who uh, is Who's an handsome celebrity? I know. This is going to be like, really be, interesting. I know.
3: I'm like, I'm going to be 37 next month. I have to do something. Like, I have to stay yeah, in shape.
0: I, well, I feel like... Yeah. I'm, and
3: I'm, not, I'm, I'm not
0: trying to be jacked. Right? Like, I can't... I'm not yeah. trying to be, like, like the Incredible Hulk, right? I would just like to, like, not be, like, sucking in my gut constantly <laughs> everywhere I go 24 hours a day. That'd be pretty nice. <laughs> like, uh, So I I, started so doing yoga for the first time in six weeks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And i not feeling great about it, but I'm like, nope, you know what? Power through, because you're being a baby about it. Again. And literally two days ago, I woke up, and I was like, oh, I think my back. I went through the stages of grief, <laughs> like an old person goes <laughs> like, I'm like, well, maybe I have something deeply internally wrong with me, or then I then I gradually went to hernia. I was like, maybe I just have a hernia, and now I've just settled on the fact that I'm old, and I have a pulled back muscle, and I think <laughs> that everything is death. Like, I think that the only solution now is that I'm just going to have back pain. And just
3: quite Forever,
0: <laughs> Yeah. So I'm out on yoga again for another week. <laughs>
1: another
0: six weeks. <laughs> uh, I'm also really, really overtired from an, a really long WrestleMania that you did not come to last night, Heather, which you seem really disappointed. I am uh, because
3: everybody went to bed at my house and I was like eight thirty and I was just sitting there. Uh,
0: it was a good show for the most part, Kev. You sat through seven hours of wrestling for the most part yesterday. How do you feel
2: about WrestleMania? For the most part, uh, it's too long. It's too. <laughs> it's, just, it's just too long. Seven Nobody needs hours. it. Nobody. It's it's long show. <laughs> it's a long show, and that's. I mean, that's a little. Yeah, that's a little overblown. I feel like it's like five, but still.
0: It could be seven if you decided to make they. Oh, they give you lots of content to watch if you're like a real diehard. Yeah, hard if you, you count
2: my, all like all that pre-show stuff and all that out there, yeah. But even at five hours, it's too much. I don't think anything that's five hours long is very. Even like a
0: baseball game, once it gets past about. Two and a half like hours. I st- hours. yeah, <laughs> that's a good. One. Yeah,
2: I can't think of almost anything I like. I want to do for five hours.
3: Even, no, it from the TV.
0: <laughs> sleep,
1: yeah, sleep, like maybe. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's about yeah. No, it's really true. Like I don't think, and I, and I. A lot of people were like ragging on the show on like Twitter and Facebook at the end and stuff, which is what wrestling fans are like known to do, mind you. That's what people like to do. Mm-hmm. But I think it's hard to judge something when it's that long. Because even if you watch the show, after a couple hours, the people in the audience who are watching it live are also like, what time is it? <laughs> like, can I, <laughs> can I go home now? <laughs> uh, but it was nice to see all the good folks who came over for wrestling. Always good to hang with the lads. It was nice. Um, I do think that if I had kids, I don't think I could keep watching WrestleMania the way we do, right? Like, it'd be too much to do this. No, with, they like, would
3: be in bed by the time you watch it.
0: Not if it starts at 5 o'clock in if the afternoon exactly like it did yesterday. <laughs> I'd have to have a kid who was into wrestling, right?
3: They just morph into what their parents like. That's what happens. You get them into wrestling, they like wrestling. Is that true? Yeah, when they're younger, sure. When they're younger. They don't know any different.
0: I'm going to laugh when Kaz gets older and he's (laughs) like, Mom, I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to sit in my room and play video games. And you're like, no, you're coming hiking. (laughs) We spent all this
2: time rolling around on rocks. Yeah, come on. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to buy this house for if you like the woods so much, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're gonna be so sad. Be I will. my Wait. Xbox, my pizza rolls, and leave me alone. He
3: hates skiing so far, so it's not working.
0: <laughs> I don't love skiing in general. <laughs> like no, I like that's, the idea. It's been working. It's too cold. <laughs> uh, so again, folks, welcome back. This is episode 146. Uh, we have a really long interview this week with um, with Devin and Brianna Mahoney of the Uptown Theater for the Creative Arts. Bringing uh, the glory back. I know, it that's was a awesome. great time.
2: I'm really excited to see somebody doing something with it. Like, somebody who's lived in South Utica for uh, a very large chunk of my life. The Uptown is, like, the one landmark we have for commercial
1: real estate (laughs) up here. (laughs) It's true. And so
2: it's nice, you know, it's been dormant for so long, and that really could serve as the engine of a lot of revitalization on this end of town. Restaurant, food, restaurant,
3: things like that.
2: Well, you know, even this week I was actually, I went... For a quick drink
0: this weekend with uh, with Maiden Utica's Justin Parkinson and Kate Riley, uh, who I'm going to talk about in just a minute as well, we went to this that place, the Beer Hub, oh, which I is love also that in South- place. yeah, pretty nice the down place. there. It's great. Again, like, and I sometimes and we've talked about it casually all the time. Like, man, South Utica doesn't have as much stuff as like the other sections of Utica. Like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of like, but like, there is something starting to come down there. But
3: the uptown could bring.
0: I'm noticing more people looking towards South mm-hmm. Utica as mm-hmm. like an untapped thing. It's something we talked about with. Um, next week's interview who we've already taped uh, Angela Johnson from the One World Flower Fest like Oneida Square another area that doesn't immediately get named with revitalization but an area that people are starting to look at more so well, intriguing we've talked
2: about it a lot the problem with South Utica continues to be a real estate problem mm. we just don't have that many commercial buildings it's a lot
0: of residents you know stuff, there's a yeah. lot
2: of like old you know the large old beautiful houses that have been converted into you know office spaces or day spas or whatever like that But we don't have like storefront style buildings, restaurant style, bar style, different things that you see in downtown and other parts. So I think that's the challenge to Mm -hmm. South Utica because if we had that kind of stuff with the amount of foot traffic that lives just around where our couple neighborhoods are, where we all live, people would come. You know, Mm -hmm. that's where a lot, the huge bulk of the people live.
0: Yeah. Uh, Again, I really hope these guys were a great interview. Uh, They. Gave us a run for, like, the longest interview we've ever had for a a couple with uh, Dave and Beth Coombs. We're right around the end. they are right around the same time. So uh, it was great talking to them. Super cool folks. Talked about a lot of stuff. Like, um, And, again, for folks growing up, especially in this area, particularly in Utica, we talked a lot about, like, our first memories of, like, going to movies. And for a lot of people like me, that first memory was the Uptown Theater. Like, you know. Jurassic Park, Ninja Turtles movie, stuff like that. Those are <laughs> all, yeah, those sound silly, but like, when, those wow. are like the first experiences I remember of movie theaters in general. Cool. And a lot of those happen at the Uptown. So, a lot to talk about with these guys. And because the interview is so long, uh we really sort of need to condense down the rest of our content this week
2: cut the lessons gotta cut
0: well i did cut the lessons a lot they're very short history today they're very short um but there are some things this week i'd like to touch upon uh if you guys would indulge me while we get into some topics this week does that sound good
3: lead the way consider yourself (laughs) indulged
0: (laughs) uh so a lot going on with Facebook still this week. Uh, people have been talking a lot more about the Cambridge Analytica stuff that's been coming out. Uh, last Wednesday was when I first pulled this report. Uh, uh, Facebook had come out saying that it was not 50 million people whose data they had leaked, but actually 87 million. Sorry about that. We were wrong, guys. It's only 37 more million people than we thought it was initially.
2: Uh, that story's actually, that's become incorrect. Yeah. Yeah. Because the story that came out after that, they said again, they're like, well, actually, (laughs) you know, we figure about two billion people, (laughs) if you have a Facebook account, just kind of assume that we've sold your data. Oh, man. Something.
3: I... I, so I everybody's knew, been hacked.
0: Yeah, and then I read today that they're saying that Cambridge Analytica is not the only, of course, not. like other data server that they found out. There's no, another, they're just the one that got caught. There's another one. That, there's another named one now, and I couldn't pull up the name of the cube you, something like that. There's another okay. thing that was. There's yeah, a lot of data companies. I'm
3: realizing. Keep taking those quizzes, everybody. That's what it was. That's
0: something I guess Keep I didn't realize quizzes. until I started doing research. The quizzes is yeah, what gets you right. Dog. Those weird like, which Harry Potter character mm. are you? Yep. Uh, the hacked one, yep. the one that lost all their info. Which one's he? Dumbledore. See what? Dumble.
1: It?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, again, man. We I started jokingly saying a couple weeks ago, like what does the world look like without Facebook and what fills that void? I feel like Mark Zuckerberg keeps giving the wrong answers to questions, (laughs) and they're getting closer and closer to people being like, I don't really want to be on Facebook anymore. Like, the general public. Mm -hmm. And that's where you start to have a problem, when, like, your parents are like, I don't think I want to do this anymore, right? My mom is sort of, like, down on Facebook now, which is the first sign of trouble. Good, it's a sewer. Yeah.
3: No, but I still think there's a lot of people who like to show off their life so much that they have to, like, show everything that they're doing. I think
0: Um, I... (laughs) No. We're gonna talk very quickly about Facebook later on in the show, but I, I sorta of did a weird social experiment on Facebook this week for fun and we'll talk about it. Is
2: it with you posting all the content? It <laughs> yeah. kept because Facebook's always trying to give me notifications to come back and use their service, you know. I deleted Messenger about six weeks ago, got rid of it because yeah. it literally just it, I don't need it in my life. It's the devil. Um and that was the one with you know a lot of the permissions that were really spooky to me. But yeah, they keep trying to get me to come back and use the Facebook app, and I probably haven't opened it in you know three four weeks something like that. So I kept getting notifications that you were posting content, and I kept going to <laughs> check it's to, to see if it was posting. something that had something to do with something that I was doing,
1: <laughs> yeah. and none of it was.
2: Oh, they just kept telling me Sam's oh. going nuts all over Facebook. Well,
0: uh, we'll get,
2: we'll get into that in the second. Basically, I like, ask you if you were doing okay. Actually, you're doing all right. <laughs> I forgot about that until you brought her up. I was a Word watcher earlier this week. Oh, man.
0: Okay, so here's... All right, before we get... uh, We'll get to that in the next segment. I want to quick poll you guys on something. What... When you're scrolling through Facebook, and let's try and ignore blatant political trolling, what annoys you the most when you see someone posted on Facebook? Is it, like, picture your kids? Picture, like, your wedding ceremony? You know... (laughs) Like... I, I, there's always something that gives me, like, obnoxious, like, I always see something that drives me nuts, and then there's tons of things that do it for me.
3: It's more or less people who don't get facts correct, like, like, who post news that isn't real, who think it's real. Fake news posters. Yeah, like, they think it's real, though, they'll repost it, and then I'll look it up, and then I always put the link to the real story into their comment, because I'm so annoyed of it at this point that it's just, no one's researching anything, they're just believing everything and posting it, like, it's true.
0: I like when someone posts something that obviously didn't happen because they wanna have a discussion about what would happen if it did happen. Okay. Right? Like that's my favorite or one. With? Do you know what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. oh, walked into the restaurant, waiter gave me that dirty look. Oh, what's that supposed to mean? Right? Like, did a waiter give you a dirty look, or do you just wanna have a conversation about waiters at restaurants? Like I you don't need to frame like like covering what you wanna talk about by framing it as though something happened to you yes. specifically. That one always drives me nuts.
2: Mine, I've got uh as you might expect numerous but i would say uh towards the top would be any sort of like vague like fishing or attention seeking like (laughs) oh my god it's just the toughest time right now what a day i need prayers
1: (laughs) and it's just like
2: what do you you, all you want is is people to be like oh my god "Oh, oh what's wrong babe you're so no oh stop it and they, and
3: they don't Stop even, it. when people are commenting, they don't even respond to the comment either. No, of it's course like, What's not. What's wrong? Because, are Because okay? nothing's wrong. Oh, no, you know, I can't oh, can't talk about it right now. Because they're or... feeling
2: insecure and they're doing poorly in like, oh, life, don't so they have... need to reach to the Facebook Jeez. for the validation. <laughs> um, also, anybody who is um, on their way to making millions, being their own boss and working <laughs> from home, <laughs> who's got an exciting opportunity for yeah. literally anybody who will give them money, um... um yeah, any, anybody who's in like winning for a free Lexus soon? Anybody who's selling skin creams, wraps, makeups, uh, you, brain yeah, juice? So those are the worst Diet too. pills. Uh, I'm trying to think of some brain
1: of the other good juice, ones I've seen.
0: My All sorts of stuff. I like when someone posts like a letter, like a hypothetical letter to a bunch of people, like, Dear blank. You were talking about, like, they dress like, like you see, like, dear liberals. You talk about, it's like, oh, you're addressing all the liberals in the world on your Facebook page, and we're all going to see it? Oh, thank God you put this on here. I'm so glad I got to see it. I like, right.
2: I I hate, like, like, I really like to see it, but, like, it's gross when people post, like, just air the wildest dirty laundry about, like, their relationship. Very often the, the parent of their child, um... Different situations like that where they just like absolutely air somebody out. And these are the same people. I mean, it's the type of stuff where it's like, oh, I, I know my worth. Or, there are there no good men or women left out there? There are. You're just not one of them. That's why you can't find them. Those people as well.
0: Um, I like when people post a meal that they cooked that they're really impressed oh, with. Oh, and
1: it's never a good
3: picture, either. It looks <laughs> yeah, and,
2: and horrible. And it's Every like, time. Stop. Rice
3: pilaf. Nobody <laughs> wants to
1: see it. Well,
2: especially, you know, it's another thing that happens, and This this happens all over the, the social networks, but, like, living in a, as small of an area as we do, because you know so many people, and there's only so many places to go, like, it gets to a certain point, point, it's like, yeah, I, I gotcha. I know what the field greens at Taylor and the Cook look like. <laughs> yeah. Because 40 people have posted a picture of that. Like, yes, I understand. I get that you two had the field greens, but, yeah. like... We don't need to know or see. <laughs>
3: but there are things I do like. I like the uh, restaurant review. That one. The Utica review, Yeah, yeah. That's, that's actually, like actually... a. Re- yeah, yeah. Actually, I actually learned something from it. I find out about restaurants. I find out what's good. I, that's actually that's one of the things I like about Facebook.
2: That's different than posting green. like, oh, ever heard of greens? <laughs> like, yeah, that's and, a whole different... <laughs> look at these greens.
3: <laughs> these are greens. Um, gotcha. Yeah, see you later.
2: Uh, I, just, I think I could think go another hour. Yeah. Just on Is Facebook? he said name one thing
3: and you're like, I have a The different
2: kinds of people...
0: Uh, well, I guess okay, so I wasn't planning on sticking on Facebook this long. We we're gonna move past it, but since we're here, uh I guess let me ask you this question. At this point in time, is Facebook too far beyond can it never go back to being like a thing that people like universally for the most part? It's probably yeah, too far.
2: Of course f- not. What do you mean? No, it'll never never go back. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. Right, right, it's over now, right? It's, it's always it's gonna be over. Facebook's been over, yeah. Facebook's been over for I guess I'm thinking. I'm thinking if I'm
0: Facebook's like PR department or whatever, right? Like, how do I? How do you even get back to square one if you're Facebook? You just say like, we can't. We got to like start a new program and start. I don't. From the,
2: I don't yeah, think thanks. they care. They don't care. Well, but yeah. they care. They're not in the business of making you enjoy as long as
3: the advertising dollars are coming in and They don't care are about
2: in. connecting you. They care about building a data profile on mm. you and being able to sell that data. Anytime something is free to you, that means you are the product. Yeah. It's a pretty good a hard and fast rule for mm. the times we live in. Mm. Something's free, that means you're the product being bought and sold.
0: You hear that? All you Fortnite losers on the internet,
2: stop talking Same. to me about video games. I <laughs> can tell you work in a middle school. I only know what Fortnite is from like grizzled people in their 30s complaining about teens. <laughs> That's the only reason I know about Fortnite.
0: Um, it's all over the place, man. You want to you wanna be cool, though, just mention Fortnite. The kids will oh, you play? Oh. Uh, no, I don't. All right. So, lest you guys think that the United States is the only country doing shady things with uh, their citizens' personal freedoms... You guys want to talk about China for a minute before we go to the interview? Yes. China. This is, up. <laughs> uh, China, this is an article from Business Insider from this week. China has started ranking citizens with a creepy Black Mirror esque social credit system. Uh, here's what you can do wrong and the embarrassing and demeaning ways that they can punish you. Okay.
1: They
3: actually punish you?
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the Does the Chinese care. The Chinese don't care. <laughs> The social credit system, first announced in 2014, aims to reinforce the idea that, quote, keeping trust is glorious and breaking trust is disgraceful, which is a really, like, elegant way of putting that, (laughs) actually. Uh, Although it makes me feel concerned about what's coming next. Uh, The program is due to be fully operational by 2020, but is being piloted for millions of people already. The scheme is mandatory. That's important to note. Um... Like private credit scores, a person's social score can move up or down depending on their behavior. The exact methodology is a secret, but examples of infractions include bad driving, smoking in non smoking zones, buying too many video games, and posting fake news online.
3: I like the fake news part.
0: Uh, so here's some of the ways they can uh, they can punish you. Uh, people are already being banned from traveling or getting on trains. Nine million people with low scores have been blocked from buying tickets for domestic flights, they have reported in March. Um, they can also clamp down on luxury option, uh, options so people can be barred from uh, getting business class train tickets. They can only get, like, the economy class. They can throttle your internet speeds, which is something they're doing for people. Uh, they can ban you or your children from the best schools. Uh, they can also give you, uh, they can also have a list of trust breaking individuals uh, who would be banned from doing management jobs in state owned firms and big banks. Uh, and they would also keep you out of the best hotels using the same information. Like that information is used to publicly shame you. Uh, as a matter of fact, the public naming and shaming is the tactic that they use since 2016 for this. This is like some horrifying next level like Black Mirror shit. Yeah, I, mean, I hope that I'm. If you guys gonna...
3: want to know, it's like watch that episode of Black Mirror. It's
0: pretty much. Now. I find this all horrifying, right? And matter of fact, the weird part is that there's also like things they do for good citizens, which means they'll like pump up your profiles on dating websites, which is the most dystopian thing I've ever heard. It's like, are you a good person? We'll pump you up on Tinder. That doesn't seem like a positive benefit. Mm. Uh, how long before, uh, President Trump, uh, applies this here in the United States?
3: It will never happen. can't
0: even remotely understand. Yeah,
3: that would be way too much for him to
2: take
0: in. Is this, like, now this is horrifying, and I feel like, I want to say that, like, this can't be, like, something that will succeed, but, like, they're already doing it, apparently. No, 10 billion percent. That's
2: common. You think for everyone, or just for the Chinese? Yeah. Like, for all of them? Uh, Yeah, I'm not saying... As there
3: Ours probably wouldn't be as strict here, but it would definitely be more no, it
2: No, pr- it, probably, it probably would be. It'd probably no. be just as strict. I'm not talking about in five, right. necessarily even ten years, but, I mean, we've sort of... We've handed off power to the Chinese, and as we go forward in this century, they're mm. going to be the leaders in the global world, and if this works over there and we mm. continue to sort of dissolve borders and just have, like, the corporations mm. who overrule everything and live in a stateless society, they will absolutely institute it, and people eat it up. Hmm people will eat it up and welcome it with open arms. Well, Everyone uh, likes to be...
0: That's sort of the last thing on here. Uh, A lot of people are saying, like, despite the creepiness of the system, uh, and Human Rights Watch calls it a chilling futuristic vision of Big Brother out of control, unquote. That's hilarious. Well, that's
2: because if you, like, you notice all the things you said about it, that's everything that they're saying is, like, all these rules are... You listen to them, like, oh, I guess that makes sense. Oh, you shouldn't, you know, be an asshole. I guess, yeah, maybe you shouldn't break trust. That's how it starts, but like then as it rolls and you employ more and more things, then once like corporations get their mm. fingers into it, yeah, it's a wrap.
0: And the thing is, a lot of citizens—not a lot, but some of the citizens—are basically into it. They're like, "Yeah, it's already making like lives a little bit better." Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm sure this isn't the last. We'll talk about this story. And if you want to know more about it, this is from today's Business Insider. It's a pretty good article, actually. So um, I don't know. Yeah, Black Mirror social credit system mm-hmm. coming soon right. to a country near you. Keep putting
2: the robots in your
0: house. Do it. Yeah, go on there, Heather. Ask Alexa about this. I don't know. Just-
2: <laughs> She'll tell you.
0: Uh, I will push our other story that I was going to talk about till the next section, and let's get into this week's interview. And again, folks, strap in. It's a long one. We're going to get into a lot of stuff with Devin and Brianna Mahoney great folks we're going to talk about their time in la uh what brought them back here uh what movies were important to them what their plans for the uptown theater are we're gonna talk about the muppets we're gonna talk about popular movies uh everything we could get into i could have talked to these folks for another hour and a half had we not all had plans to get to afterwards but again Devin and brianna great folks uh follow them at utcany on twitter uh uptown theater creative arts let's get to the interview we'll be back in just a moment I was sort of afraid to ask you guys to come on because I figured by now you'd be burned out about talking about everything.
4: We aren't burned out. (laughs)
0: Uh, I'm not burned
5: out. Brianna maybe is getting a little bit burned out. (laughs) I I am getting energized, but I like to talk, and she is here to reel me in. So
4: (laughs) I have um, been doing a lot of nodding, which on the radio or podcast is useless. She's nodding right now, folks. I don't know if you
0: knew that. (laughs) It's a, it's a condition she has um, you don't <laughs> have to bear with her no I um, I'm Italian uh, well mostly Italian on one side so I have a bad habit of doing the hands talking with your hands thing which again does not translate to It does to, not, <laughs> it does right. not right. translate <laughs> to podcasting uh, but folks we are here today with uh, Devin and Brianna Mahoney I think I said that right Right? Uh, you it. guys, would you call yourselves the owners, the principal owners? What's your titles?
5: Uh, we are, I would say, we are the, uh, the co founders of the uh, nonprofit organization which is will be taking ownership of
0: the uh, Uptown Theater. Yeah. And it, uh, that's the Uptown Theater for Creative Arts, or the UTCA, which I found you guys on Twitter and Facebook on. That's and all right. That kind of thing. Yes. And uh, people can go to. There is a website. I don't know if you guys are willing to have people go there already. Just, yeah, absolutely. There's yeah. there's not much up there, but they can hit up
5: utca.ny.org mm-hmm. uh, right now. You can get signed up uh, for our mailing list, so you can. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of community outreach soon, and uh, yeah. we want to start a conversation with folks. So if you want to get on our radar, uh, sign up there, and uh, we'll be reaching out soon.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. Yes. Well, I'm I'm very excited to get into some of the stuff uh, about what's coming up. But I want to know a little bit about you guys beforehand. Uh, so, Brian, if you don't mind, I'm going to uh, pigeonhole Devin here for just one second, and I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. ask him some questions. I'm gonna come around to you. So, prepare yourself. Okay. This is where she's gonna be really good at nodding. <laughs> okay, uh, Devin. I again, I was I always feel bad when there's someone who's doing something new in the city because my job is to reach out and talk to people and try right. and get folks to come on and talk in the show. And I'm always concerned because you guys again very busy. A lot of people want to know what you're up to with this thing. You're answering a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. I was. A little concerned to reach out until I went to your Facebook page and noticed that your background was from the movie *They Live*. With that, picture. and then you also have a picture of Godzilla uh, fighting the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. It's all a matter of time. I'm very, I'm very impressed. I'm a huge Godzilla mark. I have grew Fantastic. up watching all those movies. Fantastic. So for me, that made me feel very good and put me at ease. Uh, but Devin, it's a pleasure to meet you, uh, and I think I know the answer to this question already. But for our listeners, where were you born? Where were you raised? Um, I was born in uh,
5: St. Elizabeth's Hospital, uh, you know, two blocks from here, oh, yeah. uh, in a blizzard in April mm. in 1979. An
0: April blizzard, a classic. An April oh.
5: blizzard in Utica. <laughs> uh, a Utica classic, <laughs> yeah. It's a number three. Um, I grew up on Proctor Boulevard. Mm. I went to Our Lady of Lords and ah, uh, Notre nice. Dame your Notre Dame kid our last name Notre Dame guy, guy too, yeah. uh yeah and I uh I, I graduated uh from there which hmm. my parents were really proud of that I, I made it all the way through high school you your only I, child I, uh no I got two little sisters Caitlin hmm. and Megan uh who my parents did uh a progressively better job of parenting as they went along. So, I see. so they, they, my my <laughs> siblings get more and more impressive as as they get younger. As the youngest of three, I yeah. wholeheartedly support that argument. That's
0: very true. Yeah, the third uh, one is always the best.
5: I was, you know, I was the test child, <laughs> and I, I think maybe I was dropped a few times. But uh, given given you know their limited uh, experience as parents, I think they did a great great job.
0: It's an important moment in anyone's life when you realize that your parents. We're not here to have you. They're just folks who happen to have you as a child. They're just
5: regular people, though, otherwise. They're just regular people. Yeah, it takes about 30 years to figure that out, but once you do,
0: it's eye-opening.
4: Well, it takes until you have kids, right? and then you realize what they were dealing with, and that they were just humans that mm. were trying to exist.
0: (laughs) Well, I have a special Parents Corner section for you guys at the end. I'm very excited. Fantastic.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Devin, I want to
0: ask you... uh, so you went to school at Notre Dame, and then you went to college at Siena?
5: I went to Siena, yeah. Okay. I went to Siena. My uh, family is originally from the Albany area, okay. my, my mom and dad. So I had a lot of family in there. My dad had gone to Siena. And, uh, yeah, I went, I went there uh, and got my degree in business, marketing and management. Business. And, uh...
0: Did you not have any idea what to do? So you said, business. Right,
5: yeah. yeah. I was like, business seems good. Like, there's always going to be business. Yeah, who loves business? <laughs> and, uh, so I was like, good, I'll be a business major. Because they were, that's the thing. They're like, pick a major, pick a major. And i all right, business is my major. Yeah, business. And then they were like, pick another, Then then you had to pick another one. Yeah. And so then it was marketing and man- I'm like, what's the easy one? And they were like, marketing and management. Like, that marketing sounded more
0: fun than, like, you know, finance or... Whatever the other ones were, I think marketing, and we'll probably get into a little bit more with you, uh, Brianna. But I think marketing—the idea of what marketing was—changed a lot over the last like twenty-five
2: Absolutely. years. Absolutely, like yeah, you it was a school.
5: very different thing yeah. back then. It was like I will go to a boardroom and create a storyboard yes. for the Skittles Corporation, <laughs> like. And I had no idea what any of that was. Like I knew I wanted to um, work creatively somehow, and I guess I guess that was the first inkling of that. Sure. But but really, what what forced me to get into all this was. I graduated from Siena in 2001, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I like took the summer off. I was like spending my graduation money. Mm-hmm. My friends are getting jobs out of college, and I'm like, I'll do it in the fall when the summer's over. My parents' couch is awesome, and then September 11th happened, and everyone panicked and was like, business is canceled. Yeah, and no like, more business. The world is over. No more business. <laughs> Uh, everyone's fired uh everybody go home and there's like this panic and like we kind of never really recovered from that mm-hmm. you know it only kind of got worse you know the re- the economy fell apart after that and you know uh our the very specific thing happened to our generation mm-hmm. i think but um uh so yeah so i in in uh, in light of that i uh and with uh, Few options for myself. I, you know, I worked a couple jobs around here that I uh, had little success at. Oh, well, I've done that. Really and before. then uh, <laughs> just kind of got to a point where, because you know, because I was, you know, had no options, really forced myself to think about what I wanted to do. Sure. And you know, when I thought about it, it was you know, forced my buddies who had video cameras mm. to, you know, remake. Ferris Bueller's day off and, and, you know, missing an action, you know, to mo- mostly when they didn't want to. Sure. So, sure. um, it's you know, me sneaking up in the back of like birthday parties, but, uh, with, you know, in camouflage. But, uh, so I, I, applied almost on a whim to Syracuse yeah. to the Newhouse school and, um, One of the best, it, it, the best, yeah. man, the best, uh, communication schools and um, was is communications your major at that time? I was a uh, I got into the television, radio, and, oh, okay. and film department. Nice, nice. And uh, what was really great about that program is it was uh, you could very much kind of decide what you wanted to focus on and, mm-hmm. and tailor your time there to to working on that. And uh, ultimately, I came I came to you know decide that I wanted to uh, write and produce
0: comedy. Mm. What was your drive? What was the Was there a moment where you were like, "Yeah, comedy. This seems like yeah." You know, well, it's always been. You know, I've
5: always been a comedy kind of nerd. You know, Mm -hmm. and I grew up watching Meatballs and and just you know stuff I shouldn't have been watching (laughs) at that age. Caddyshack, Caddyshack, yeah. And and uh, I um and for me, and this comes back to the the Uptown. You know, there wasn't. a connection to that really you know you would ring around for saturday night for snl to come on once a week when it was on and like that was your kind of live entertainment for the week or their your new thing there was no enter there was no yeah. internet you know there was it was just kind of that was it you know yeah. um if you had seen all the movies that were at uh video to you know <laughs> yeah, um, i did see all the boxes yeah, yeah i, I know, you awesome. did man i saw them all but that was also a great thing it made you watch all those movies that i wouldn't have seen otherwise mm. but um so yeah, so I went back to school and I, I kind of realized, oh, there are people who uh, write these things yeah. that that uh, are these yeah. things that I kind of am drawn to so much. And if anyone's going to do that, it might as well be me. Um, why not anyway? So kind of uh, out of Syracuse, uh, which is where I met Brianna. We ironically in the um, film business class. I don't know if it's ironic. We, we both wound up working in the film business. I guess. Yeah. Kind of. Anyway, I mean. um, <laughs> uh, co- co- coincidentally, I,
1: I guess. fatefully.
5: did you guys immediately get along? Incidentally. Or... <laughs> no, we, like we. <laughs> she kind of didn't like me, and like I, I thought she was cute, but was uh, not uh, brave enough to ask he her wasn't, out. He
1: wasn't. Especially I didn't go to class
5: friendly. a
0: lot either. Mm. I wasn't especially
5: friendly. He wasn't
4: especially friendly. He's like softened <laughs> in his old age.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm getting much softer as I, I, I got, got to, to say it. Yeah, I'm, I'm like 32, going on 33. It happens. I used yeah. to be much harder and cooler and I was in a punk band and now I'm just yeah. like, ah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Just mentally and physically. It's just all
1: <laughs> it's getting to, soft. It's, yeah. it's <laughs> tough for to you. It's through. great. I love it,
5: though. It's so much more fun. Mm.
1: Yeah.
5: Um, so we met there and, and then I, I got my master's there and Brianna was just finishing up her undergrad mm-hmm. um, in the same program and we moved out to L.A. independently that, that mm-hmm. same year. Interesting. Uh, everyone kind of from that program either goes to uh new york or la because it's an entertainment program um so yeah i i really didn't have a plan on going there but kind of got swept up in this wave of people graduating and everyone moving
0: on now i have interesting this is something that was brought up to me over the years i spent a lot of time in new york when i was down there uh hanging out with uh, a lot of stand-up comedians i was very i was a quote-unquote as i'm doing the air quotes novelist at the time i was working on a a novel that i was writing that i never Mm -hmm. finished and um I was, really, I was doing research about stand-up comedy. and I had a friend who I was working with who's into stand-up comedy. And one of the things we talked about is sort of this... People assume that comedy is easy, but in reality, it almost strikes me as comedy is harder to write than drama. And you always oh, go absolutely. back and you look at these comedic actors like um, Will Forte in the movie Nebraska. You're like, wow, he's a really good dramatic actor. And I think to myself, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's harder to be a comedic actor than it is a dramatic actor sometimes. Landing comedy is not easy, and doing the Made in Utica stuff that we do, where we do these parody Jurassic Park and Back to the Future and ET videos, I can tell when they hit and when they don't. It's right. not always you think it's funny, and coming down to just editing, sometimes it's yeah, a weird nuance to comedy.
5: It's it's certainly a uh, there's a craft to it, yes. you know, yeah. as much as it's an art, there's there's mm-hmm. a, a certain craft to it for it to be successful. You gotta gotta hit certain marks, mm-hmm. and you know, um, it, it is trickier, especially in in uh, Network uh, comedy. Oh yeah. When you're you're you know, dealing with 22 minutes, you've got 22 minutes to tell a story. Uh, you know, tell a three act story in 22 minutes. Hit all those beats that you have to tell tell a logical story and um, and get the jokes to work. It, it comes down to such
0: a uh, it's a puzzle almost. It's yeah. economy of words. You know. I think what's interesting about network too, though, and you get into that conversation. I'm one of the guys who believes that sometimes putting limitations on yourself is beneficial when you're being creative, right? If I had an hour and a half to write a comedy, I would be more willing to just put all the jokes that I had in it. If you are forced to make everything fit in 22 minutes, it forces you to self-edit and sort of like, what's the strongest part? What's the weakest part? What can I get through? What can I... I think there's something to that sometimes, which is why I appreciate a really funny, really well-crafted 22, 23-minute show, Parks and Rec, The Office. I always go back to those two, like really good at getting to the point and hitting all their beats in that limit, in that limitation.
5: So. Yeah, and not, and not only that, but the stuff that makes that stu- stuff work for me, and 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 it's a difference in style, but uh, kind of more single-camera stuff that, that oh, okay. provides its comedy and nuanced character stuff oh, yeah. that, that pays off people watching over time <laughs> versus, you know,
0: kind of a laugh track show where it's a set-up punchline kind of thing. Well, the laugh track show is interesting because we... <laughs> I think I think a lot of modern audiences don't appreciate being told when and when not to laugh at something. That's one of the biggest problems I have when I go back. I'm a sucker for TV that's from before my era. Sure. I really loved M.A.S.H. growing up. I used to love watching M.A.S.H. And if you go back and watch the first couple seasons of M.A.S.H., it has a laugh track. I'm Mm -hmm. like, this is not a comedy. Yeah. I don't know why this laugh track is here. It was really out of place, and I, I don't remember what season they got rid of it, but... It was the first time. I was like, this, seems, this is weird to be told when I should and should not be reacting to something. Yeah. yeah. It's it's very...
4: Uh, it's it, weird because it takes up time, too, because they have to pause for yeah. the laugh.
0: Yes, yeah, so you got you
4: to write it into the script. So you just, yeah. like, waste even more time yeah. waiting for the next yeah. thing. So if you didn't think it was funny, you're yeah. just waiting.
0: <laughs> uh, Devin, I want to get to Brianna here, but one more question Please I have go, for yes. you before we close uh, up here. You grew up in South Utica, we talked. We're going to talk a lot about the Uptown. I want to get into this. What was your first memory of the Uptown? I, I, I remember flashes, man. Like I remember standing outside of that building
5: with mm. it lit up and the ropes outside. Mm. You know, I, I remember waiting outside. Uh, I remember uh, the ticket booth that was outside. Yeah. You know, and I remember, uh, um, so many memories. Like I like I saw my first Star Wars movie mm. there. You know, like. I remember star wars
0: people
1: yeah like
5: i saw i was i was uh yeah but like you know i was a uh, return of the jedi was uh yeah. when i was like five you know mm-hmm. and i saw it there with my little sister and like mm-hmm. um over the years uh saw so many different things um from uh you know like yeah, you know, like superman like three to to like uh like Kiss of Death yes. in 1995. <laughs> the uh, the um, Nicolas Cage, David Caruso thriller. Maybe the greatest movie of all time. Maybe not,
0: but I don't know. Each uh, his own. I'll say this. I was at the perfect age. I'm a, I, have a, I have two Tyrannosaurus heads on the table. I have lots of dinosaur crap. I have a Triceratops tattoo. I saw Jurassic Park at the Uptown Theater potentially 35 times. Like my poor mom and dad who must to dragged to see that by me so many times but that's always i think jurassic park will always be the defining uptown theater movie for me yeah like this was like the perfect moment for my life at that time in that place and that's always what i will associate with the uptown theater
5: that that's so awesome and the awesome part of this is is hearing everyone's moment like yeah, that yeah, and park, hearing yeah. that everyone has that moment yeah. you know um i uh I just... It's so energizing to hear, you know, all these people kind of with those memories. And it's such an iconic mm. building, you know. And that's, you know, what drew us to it. It's its sitting there. It's its this obvious anchor of, of this uh, little, you know, business district here just kind of begging
0: yeah. you know, for some love. I mean, South Utica... Uh- <laughs> That's a whole deeper conversation than sure. we could get into about sure. what South Good needs and doesn't need at this point right. in time. But, uh, I, Brianna, I want to get to you. So I'm going to okay. put you on hold for just one second. Yeah, I'm you. always happy to oh. shut up. <laughs> Brianna, um, I did a little bit of research. I do my, my due diligence before you guys come in yes. here. But um, I don't think we were actually friends on Facebook. So my li- my journalism was limited for when I went like to oh, research no. you. So Yeah, there's uh, probably
4: not a lot about me. And-
0: <laughs> <laughs> so at this point in time, I know you're initially from Liverpool, New York?
4: Yes. Okay.
0: All right, yes. so, um, and you, you had family out there, born and raised out there?
4: Um, Not technically born there, but raised okay. there, yes.
0: Hmm. So is that what you associate as, like, your hometown growing up?
4: Um, Yeah, for sure.
0: And were did you, did you go to high school in Syracuse then? Or?
4: Yeah, so I went to Liverpool High School. Liverpool High School. And then went to uh, Newhouse. Okay. Applied. Wonderful. Went there. Um, what was
0: your time in Syracuse? like? Was, we don't talk to a lot of folks who come in from Syracuse. I've had some people from Camillus. I've had some people from, like, West Genesee. Did you yeah. enjoy growing up in, in Syracuse?
4: Yes. Mm. I think I did. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> well, no, well cause I bring it up because one of the things that always stressed me out about when I go to Syracuse is it doesn't seem to have... And Syracuse is very weird. Like, I grew up going into Camillus, yeah. which is not technically Syracuse, I guess. Right. Like, I don't think Liverpool is technically no, Syracuse No, it's not. Either. It's
4: its own thing. Right, but
0: yeah. whenever I go to Syracuse proper, that area, I feel like there's no like centralized downtown. I feel like I'm either going to Armory Square or I'm... Going somewhere else, or I'm sort of traversing different areas. At least threw me off. It's kind of hot growing up
4: there, right? Well, there's like there's different pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I they would probably say that Emory Square was supposed to be the focal point. The focal, oh, yeah. I think it is, but then there's other little like districts. And here's the thing: is that I don't. I'm really bad at speaking about it because I haven't even experienced this area as an adult. True. Because, um, like, after high school, then, you know, I went off and I went to Syracuse. Mm. And then when you're – and I lived Mm. on campus, and you just kind of hang out there. And then right after that, I moved to Los Angeles. So now that I'm back, I have to kind of, like, reacquaint myself. Yeah. And there's, like, there's – I don't even know how to get everywhere. (laughs) Like, people will reference, like, towns that I should know very well, and I don't. Like, I have to sort of relearn Mm. this with a new Mm – perspective hmm.
0: do you remember anything about like what your experience was like were you like a were you an actor were you a jock were you a nerd what was um, your high school experience like in Syracuse?
4: I I don't know I was in I was in marching band in the oh, color guard you play? I was in color guard oh color guard, okay sure um
0: that's what you you have like the fake it's like and flags and yeah, dancing yeah, yeah. and
4: yeah <laughs> um so I did that that was probably like my hmm. one mm-hmm. activity yeah. um and I, I don't know, I actually was, like, a good student, so I (laughs) I actually did, my memory of high school is, like, the classes, Mm. like, I actually, Mm. like, did that, and then I just had, like, a couple of friends, and we would just hang out and, like, Mm. walk to Blockbuster, and, (laughs) like, I don't
0: know. Now, i got to ask, growing up in Liverpool, uh, because I I grew up here, and Utica College sort of existed on the periphery as the the college that was around here to sort of go to. So, growing up in Liverpool, was there that feeling that Syracuse University was, like, the goal to go to this big-time, somewhat local college that was nationally recognized?
4: I don't know if I remember it being... Like, I remember... I don't know that I remember it being, like, a goal that people were trying to go there. I remember Mm -hmm. it being very much... Celebrated, yes, as yeah. part of the community. Mm-hmm. But I don't Did you know. You heard
0: at Chuck's before it closed?
4: Um, <laughs> yes. It opened. <laughs> yes. Well, it um, it opened my senior year. There was yeah, like because yeah. it was something else. It was Charlie's or something. Something else before. It was that. something yeah. else, and then it closed. And it, I think it was closed most of the time. And it reopened like my senior year.
0: When I, the, there was a place next door to it that moved, but it used to be called. Funkin' Waffles, and then it moved to someplace else in Syracuse. Oh I yeah, remember, I think it's
4: closer to Armory Square It is now, now. in yeah. Armory,
0: but it used to be it was in there. the basement down there, and oh. they would put on all these like local bands. And back uh-huh. in the day, when I was playing in bands, that was like, oh, okay. it's awesome. That was a dope show to that play. That sounds familiar. Know, you know, yeah. were Playing Funkin' Waffles tonight. to get, get a falafel waffle uh-huh. and watch metal music. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great. Uh, so let me ask you this: You go to yeah. Syracuse. It's marketing. What you're doing?
4: No, actually, I went for um, TRF, TV, TRF TV, radio TV, Radio, Film. As okay. Well. Okay. Um,
0: And at that time, what was your... Did you want to be in front of camera, behind camera? I
4: don't know what I wanted to do. I actually went, like, undeclared. Like, I got into Mm. Newhouse, like, undeclared. Mm. And then I had to start figuring out. Mm. And the only thing that really interests me was, like, TV and film. But Mm. I was... I guess I didn't think that that was something you could really do realistically, Mm. which... Looking back, is so sad that I was, like, 17 at the time, and I was already like, well, <laughs> I've got to find something practical to pay the bills. Like, no. I don't know what was going on with me. But. I think that, no, I think that's, there's nothing wrong <laughs> with that, because
0: I, I look back at this issue all the time, and I, I'm going to...
4: yeah.
1: The
0: listeners already know this, but I am a... More than Godzilla, more than dinosaurs, the thing that I resonated with me growing up was professional wrestling. Macho Man Randy Savage, Ultimate Warrior, uh-huh. Hulk Hogan. Like, that was what I cared about as a little kid. And I always thought, I'm going to be the wwe heavyweight champion i'm gonna pin the macho man i'm gonna win the title and everyone's gonna love me and then as i got older and realized that i am five foot eight and like 170 pounds i hate working out and i'm not particularly athletic i was like i'm not going to be the wrestling champion so at some point in time i was like Well, it's not not gonna happen had i known better had i had the brain that i had now i could have thought to myself well i'm not gonna be a professional wrestler but i could be uh, camera director i could be a set designer i mean there's a million things i could do in the industry that would yeah. bring me closer to the things i liked and that's working in education now that's one of the things i try and tell a lot of my students because again i'm sure you guys could guess what most students want to do for a living these days it's uh like youtube celebrity or Fortnite champion those are pretty much the only two things yeah. that kids want to do anymore mm-hmm. um and i, and that's, I just, <laughs> that's sad isn't because
5: then somewhere there's a surgeon who who is like a I really wanted to be on a, had my own YouTube channel, now i got to replace this kidney. Yeah,
0: yeah, right. But I always tell you, it's like, if you really love something, and you don't think, like, a lot of oh, NBA basketball players, too, is very popular. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's like 0. .6% of the population, right? Right. Into like a professional athlete. Right. But if you love basketball, go learn about sports medicine. Go learn about something that can keep you around the things you like. And that's one of the things that scares me when people are like, you shouldn't be an act. Don't be an act. Don't be a TV. Yeah. That's a crazy. No, there's a million jobs you can have that can keep you around the things right. you like. Yeah.
4: Yeah, and I think that um, I, and the funny thing is, nobody but me was saying like this is unrealistic. So then, right. <laughs> so um, so then I just decided, well, that's just what I'll do as a major, and I'll like figure something out. So um, so yeah, that's what I studied. And so then I moved out to LA like right mm. after graduating. Um, and I still wasn't. Totally sure what I was mm-hmm. going to do. Um, I just knew that I needed to be there and do mm-hmm. something in entertainment, and and I have. I mean, I've only worked. so I worked at ABC, and then um, I worked for Harpo Films. Oh, She sure. worked we for Oprah. Oprah. Yeah, got yeah. to hug Oprah. I did. Do you still
0: feel it sometimes? To give you chills, you get like Oprah flashbacks. She
4: does have a presence. Like people, it's not. It's true. Like there is something. Oh yeah, she has an aura. But then she left
0: you like right after she hugged you.
4: What do you mean?
5: They left you alone for like two weeks. Oh, well, they all went on a trip. They just, she, like, just it's gotten hired. No, we're not. All right, we are alright we will not tell that story. We're not getting into we'll this. We'll tell it off the record. Well, <laughs> well, you know what's funny?
0: I lived in New York for a long time, and I worked in Times Square, right? And knowing what I knew about a lot of people I worked with for creative types, actors, writers, musicians. And one of the things he always told me is if, particularly for comedy specifically, but for a lot of his folks, there were, like, three options. If you were, if you wanted to work on a television show or write for a television show, you moved to Los Angeles if you wanted to work for, like, Second City or stage comedy or sketch comedy or Saturday Night Live or something like that, you went to Chicago. And if you wanted to get picked up for your own material, you went to New York and worked mm-hmm. on it. And that sort of existed as these sort of three different triumvirates for mm-hmm. how to get from one way to the other. Now, yeah. I don't know if this is true. This is just something that we always debated. Why was L.A. the option and not one of the other, like, predominant, like...
4: I don't know if that was true.
0: Well, I'm just curious. Yeah. I was, yeah. L.A. I
5: mean, by and large, television production is in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, if Most
4: you, of the opportunity is there, and it's also um, more affordable. Really.
0: You can more well. Obviously, New York was always really crazy, but I never production is yeah. more affordable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, oh, production. Yeah, you know, but okay. living
4: is more affordable. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you get more bang for your buck? That's sort of what I always heard about L.A. I Do
4: think you, it is. Yeah. I think for as, it's I think worse. for one of the bigger yeah.
5: cities, it's one of it's the one more one. affordable ones to live in, but yeah. it's not mm-hmm. great. No, I mean, it's, it's
4: still expensive, but I think between between the two.
5: But it was, um, it's New York with the uh, a lot of the live television. You know, Letterman uh, yeah. was live there until, re- well, before, re- you know, The Tonight Show was there, so a lot of the stand-ups who were trying to break in were yeah. trying to get in on, uh, you know, Johnny Carson yeah. and, yeah. and uh, that. And then Chicago became uh, the... Uh, center of uh, improv
0: yeah. because be- I mean that's what was which bored. is super impressive to me of all the things I was an actor growing up and improv scares the hell out of me like the idea just being like okay I'm gonna someone give me something
4: to riff on yeah.
5: right like uh, yeah. yeah and that's what we're gonna do that's gonna be our focus yeah. that's my focus really you know? interesting um, in terms of what we're bringing to the table.
4: Uh, if you're scared to do it now, I feel like you have to... Yeah, now we're going to make clap. you do <laughs> it. fine. Now we're going to make you do it. Once we're, we're done, I'll yeah, show you, you some of the it, horrifying
0: yeah. stuff I've had done yeah. over the years
5: that made me. do <laughs> But, but I mean, that's why improv, um, you know, I, I don't know how much people know about improv. I, I didn't know a ton before yeah. I moved to L.A. You know, you hear about it, and the Second City is a place where, um, you know, one of the original schools for uh, sketch comedy and... And improv, which is essentially making it up as you go along uh, in a way that is kind of, you know, building the house, you know, Mm. say building the plane mid-flight, you know. Um, So it's, and it's a, uh, it's a very interesting thing because it only exists in the moment Mm. and for the people that are there watching it and there is a high degree of failure and because of that, uh, you know, people are more on your side to kind of want to make it work and sometimes it's spectacularly bad. But when it's good, it's it's amazing. And um, and I think just teaching it as a... Uh, you know, I don't consider myself an actor, but I do consider myself an improviser. Sure. And I don't consider myself a comedian necessarily. Mm. But um, improv is something that I, I found just going to watch people do it and and seeing these people make things out of nothing before mm. my eyes that, that I couldn't believe mm. they hadn't made up before. Um, and then learning that uh, if you want to you can learn how to do anybody can learn how to do that and you don't have to be funny to be funny in improv in fact
0: usually no, it's off, usually always.
5: it's better it's better <laughs> if yeah. you if you're not funny because yeah. it's the people that are trying to
0: be funny that uh <laughs> wind up ruining everything well, we call that the sam kinnison just if yeah. it's not funny i'll just say it loud. yeah i'll minute. just It'll say it loud or 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 and yeah, bulldoze yeah, everything
5: down yeah. but um improv is um it's it's an exercise in just kind of communication and, and listening And if you can listen and um, and be a part of a team, you can come up with a a really cool product. Um, So you know, one of the things I want to do is teach improv classes, which which are not just for you know people who think they're funny or their friends think they're funny or have an interest in um, in comedy or theater per se. You know, um, it's uh, it's a fun hobby. It's a good way just to get out and have fun, get out of your head, just to you know play as an adult, to play make-believe and to, um, you know, find yourself in
0: situations you you wouldn't have expected to be in when you woke up. I did musical theater growing up. My sister was a musical theater major at SU. She went to New York for it for many years. And uh, I think that, you know, for a lot of people like me growing up, finding music and drama club and acting was important to helping to define the person that you are. I always knew I was like a ham and kind of loud and talked a lot. How do I... Find other people who are like me. Exactly. Right? Like, how do I find people who share these things or these desires or passions for it? Right.
5: And I would say more than anything else, that is what we're trying to do here. I um, when I moved to LA, I uh, I started working as a production assistant on Scrubs, getting Zach Braff's coffee and walking his dog. That sounds horrible. <laughs> it was fun. Only only it was I saw garden <laughs> state.
0: That's all I'm saying.
5: <laughs> In that moment, it was still we could still discuss how how you know he's got, got a new been. show on. I do know. And it's about podcasting. Yeah, and we should, uh, uh, many of my friends were working on that show, so hello to the guys at at Alex, Alex Hank, and Zach. But uh, uh, yeah, so I I mean, I started out getting coffee, and I was lucky enough that that show, when I got on it, uh, was still on for another five seasons, Mm -hmm. and I made a good enough impression on people that I got promoted a couple Mm -hmm. times, and by the time I was done there, I was writing their webisodes, Mm -hmm. and... Uh, I wrote an episode for broadcast. I was in an episode, nice. and uh, and then uh, from there went to you know work on a lot of other uh, <laughs> less successful less sitcoms. Successful, so you're, you're, yeah.
0: you're, the, the OD article talks about you doing Duck Dynasty as well. I, which wrote, I wrote. Seems like quite a trip.
5: <laughs> Duck Di- It was an, it was incredible experience, man. But I uh, yeah, so I've seen a little bit of everything. My most recent experience, I was a, uh, a story consultant for the Jim Henson Company yes. uh, on a, an upcoming uh, Netflix show they have. Mm. Which was an in, incredible, you know, dream come true, mm. uh, to you know get to work on the the Muppet lot, oh, which yeah. was Charlie Chaplin's mm. lot before that, yeah. and yeah. It's, it's at least fair to say they've been
0: struggling with how to yeah. bring them back in the last few years. Which is a shame because a lot of what I look at, like uh, like the Muppet Show, and it's a really the concept is interesting. It's like a television show about. People putting on a television show. It's yeah, like, you're like it's subversive in a weird it's, way. It's
5: very, yeah, yeah, like you know, very meta and fourth yeah. wall be kind. Before that was kind of a thing. And with now puppets it's and overbearing
0: the, meta, the of meta. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and
5: and and now it's crazy because that's almost what we're we're doing is we're going for our own live action Muppet show. You know, where we bring the theater back and and get the gang together to put on a show. I feel like.
0: So it sounds like you guys were working pretty consistently out in Los Angeles. Why? Now was the time to come back. You spent 15 years out there. Did you just decide it was time? Was it because you had kids? Did you just get tired of the lifestyle? Yeah, or? it's like a
4: combination of everything. Yeah. Like, um, you know, everything was good, but having kids changes things. And yeah. it was hard to not be around our families. Sure. And also just the logistics of traveling back here with them to visit. It was just getting a little bit, like, tiring. And being there, um, you know, there... Like, there's a lot of fun stuff to do, but we weren't really able to take advantage of it. Like, so it just felt like we were surrounded, you know, by this big city, but we kind of were living a more, you know, simple life. We weren't really doing all of these, you know. Yeah, I like mean, we, there's all this, like, nightlife and all of these, like, expensive restaurants, and, like, none of it is what we were doing. And we just kind of wanted to be, like, home. And, um,
5: <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I mean, we had our fun early on. You know, we, I think we both got to a certain extent, um, for for me anyway, I, I I've been able to work in TV writers rooms for you know over a decade yeah. now, and it's like, uh, and I, I was happy doing it, and uh, um, we weren't necessarily planning on coming back, but you know we talked we had talked theoretically about it, and but you know the big stick and we, and especially given what's been going on here recently, which, yeah. being someone who left and is watching from afar, um. I wanted in on what, you know, this, this rebirth that I see going on here. <laughs> and um, yeah. uh, and I was like, and so we had, you know, talked about, oh, if we move back, how do we do that? It would be so nice to have the boys grow
0: up here. Now would be the time to do it. But what would we do if we moved back to Utica? That's an interesting mentality because I remember coming back here in 2015 and I was already aware that Maiden Utica existed and that my buddies were working for it. And I was coming back and I was like, I really hope that when I get back to Utica, There's something for me to do. Because I feel like people were jumping on all these opportunities here and there. And I'm gonna get there and everything's gonna be gone. Right. Right. And I'm happy to do the podcast and all that, but I still look around and I'm like, man, there's a lot of people getting in why the getting is good right now. It seems like people and again, I I think that growing up around here, right? I felt like as I grew up, I had to get out of here. There's no opportunity for me here. There's nothing here. I got go yeah. to go someplace bigger, someplace out. It
4: occurred house. to me to stay. Like it was always in my mind. Like yeah. as soon as I would go, could go, I would go, and so I did. And then, I think, I think that you was- appreciate things later mm. that you didn't recognize when well, you were younger.
0: And one of the things I always said, and I say this many times in the show, so I won't go too deep into it. I was mad about. Women, uh, dating, like my status in life, my jobs, like college, sure. like my band had broken up, my friend had passed away. Like I was like, I, I got a lot of crap that's yeah. sitting for me in Utica, and if I leave, I can get away from all of this. Right. And the problem is, I went to New York, and I was like, God, I'm still miserable and depressed, and all this stuff is still here. Maybe it wasn't Utica. Maybe I'm just looking at things poorly, and this is my own fault. And once I understood that these problems were not going to just stay where I left them, yeah. New York City sort of seemed just like a more expensive waste of my time, and I love—I'm not even shitting on New York. I love New York City. I love yeah. my time there. I like going back, but I, I don't feel like I'm missing anything that I once did here, right? I, I, I don't feel like I'm out of the loop here the way I once did ten years ago, you know?
4: Right.
5: Yeah. I—I I, I feel like that kind of almost perfectly explains yeah. how how I feel about it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I when I left here, it was, I i even would have loved to have stayed you know out of college i came back i tried to work a couple jobs that were you know whatever and there wasn't much going on there wasn't much in terms of work or nightlife or even people around um it it just it just seemed kind of dead you know and it seemed like you're at a place to get out of a people it was last one out of you could turn off the lights oh yeah and that's bad messaging first of all um, yes <laughs> but but, I mean, it's also deserved too, because like I remember growing up here in the eighties and it was, yeah, I was a kid and, and maybe it was idyllic, and it was the reagan eighties but it was um you know the rise of all that consumerism and the the we, America was hitting its stride for ten years, and everything was was up and up, and malls and everything was good, and then you know g e left and the base closed yeah. and and there really was nothing here.
0: in Brindisi was on here a few weeks back. Yeah, and, uh, Joe Marino, uh, Councilman Marino was on here. Uh, mm. Mike uh, Mike Leamy, who's the Common Council head, was on here. And we talk yeah. about this all the time, especially with local politics. Utica has a history of, like, handshake deals and glad hand politics that goes back to the 60s and 70s when this was, like, a very... Right. Uh, very popular mafia hangout, right? Like, this was the way business was done here. Sure. And a lot of people in Utica, particularly in older generation, still have that same old Utica politics mm-hmm. mentality. And that doesn't go away. So when things happen like, oh, the Nano's not really coming anymore, we're not sure if Nano's and- coming, there's this downtown hospital debate, it's very quick for a lot of the older generation to be like, see? <sniffs> Typical old school Utica politics are falling right back into it. And that's why I'm very concerned, well, not concerned, mm-hmm. I'm very pleased to see all of these, like, young, uh, excited people who want to bring new things here because it doesn't feel that way anymore. Yeah. There certain, you know, there's certainly still things that ring true in that, in that way, but on the other side of that, there is this. there feels like this palpable motion in the positive direction.
4: I think there is. I think yeah. we were really inspired mm. by that and mm. wanted yeah. to be a part of the, that mm. momentum.
0: So uh, i got to ask you guys, and only because I, I don't talk to many folks who spend a lot of time in L.A., a lot mm-hmm. of my New York City friends went to L.A. just to hang out and came back. And one of the things they, gave, they always said to me is yeah. that if you grow up on the East Coast, you tend to be a little bit more cynical than everybody else on the oh, West Coast. Is that reality or is that false? I think
4: so. I think
0: it's true,
5: <laughs> yeah.
4: I don't know. I mean, the people that I knew that actually grew up on the West Coast are yeah. actually pretty, like, down-to-earth mm. and normal. Like, yeah. that It seems like the sort of, like, Flaky, like flighty, LA <laughs> yeah. people. They came in from somewhere else. <laughs> That's
5: No one's actually from LA. It's, yes. it's, 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 a, it's a crazy collection yeah. of people,
4: and the people that are, from are there crazy are enough to regular. think <laughs> they do good there.
5: You know, mixed <laughs> enough of people who you know had to leave I mean, where they were yeah. or thought they would were the ones that were. I takes it takes a certain psychosis to think you're going to make it. I think it was
4: a friendly place. I wouldn't say it's. I. I don't think so, yeah. it's. Um, there's probably still some cynicism, but I think it was like. Friendly. See, I found it pretty easy to to land there and like meet it, people and get settled. Like I didn't find it to be like a cold. It took me place.
0: months, months when I got back from New York City to get past the New York City mentality of how to live. Like I was cutting people off while driving. Yeah, I'm like, I gotta get in the lane. If I'm not, I gotta force my way. And they're like, No, you don't. You yeah. are not on it is, Third Avenue anymore. It's definitely a
5: more um, disconnected yeah uh yeah, 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 feeling yeah. right because everyone's you know you're not they're not your neighbors they're the people in your way to work
0: yes yeah you know? everyone is an obstacle to you getting to where you need and to be and where me. i'm yeah, going yeah. is more important than yeah. where you're going there, there is an every single car yeah. you know and I, you know and for me i even just getting up in the morning and grabbing a cup of coffee and listening to a podcast on the way to work is a so much more relaxing way than having to fight my way through that g train
1: in the subway in the morning
0: yeah I'm getting off track here. I want to talk to you guys about uh, about your plans for the Uptown Theater. Right. Um, Uptown Theater for Creative Arts. A lot of the things, you guys have done a really excellent interview a couple weeks ago with Greg Mason at the OD, who we love. Awesome guy. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about, like, you guys talked a little bit about live performances, movie screenings, community workshops, creative classes. This seems to be the blueprint for a successful independent movie theater, smaller movie theater, when it seems like most theaters today that come out are these big theaters that want five, six, seven-plus screens. These smaller independent theaters seem to... It seems to do well to sort of have a more multifaceted aspect for what you guys offer. Is that sort of what you were going for? Or Oh, I
4: thought you were going to
0: answer <laughs> You get staring each other down. I
4: mean. <laughs> I'd
0: love to
5: give you a chance, unless you'd like me to take this one.
4: No, I just... Um, yeah, so I think we're trying to do a little bit of everything that a theater can offer. Sure. So, um, you know, so live performances, different types of music acts, mm-hmm. um, different maybe guest speakers, sure. um, as well as um, classes, workshops, um, uh, film series. Um, so, yeah, I think we're trying mm-hmm. to make it, like, a place where there's a little bit of something for everyone in the community, where there's stuff for, like, families, and mm-hmm. um, I think that there uh, there's a lot of creative energy Yeah. Um, for sure, in Utica. Sure. And um, I think it's being served pretty well by everything going on, but we just want to, like, you know, give even more options, mm-hmm. um, even more to do. Um, yeah. mm.
0: So you guys are probably still uh, about a year or so out before you're ready to dig into, like, the process of showing people off what's going on and things like that?
5: We, um, we think it'll be at least a year before okay. the, the theater is restored in, sure. in a way that we're gonna reopen the main Theater space, sure. Yeah. Uh, but with that said, um, we're closing on the building uh, by Friday. We're told oh, really, yes. and um, by next month we're g- we're going to have access to that uh, other store space uh, opposite the Green Onion mm. on the other side, which I think we're we're intending. Oh, the uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, the little jewelry store yeah. uh, uh, will be vacating, so we're going to be taking that over as a uh, a little space for us to have a. Uh, um, kind of a storefront and a presence mm. on the nice. block. And then um, depending on what kind of space we're able to use immediately in the theater, um, we're going we're gonna to start, I'd like to start doing kind of classes and workshops mm. pretty soon. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of space on that block. It, <coughs> it, um, so, I mean, I want people to think of UTCA not just as the, uh, the, the theater building itself, yeah. but in terms of a, uh, a community that we're, we're mm. hoping to set up where, um, you know, you'd be able to come in and and, uh, and I want people to, you know, who are d- excited about things to offer their own workshops, too, you know. So I want to I want to talk, you know, uh, we want to talk to everyone about what their ideas for that place are, what they think True. will work, and we want to make as much of it happen as, as possible, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, we just re- in
4: advance yeah. and really get a presence and a conversation. So still.
5: we're, yeah, we want to just... Uh, be talking with everyone to to make sure this is uh we're we don't want to come in here and and uh knock things over and, sure. and decide how things are going to be done
0: i just want to co- go i want to go back to one quote i think is really interesting that you guys had out of this article uh and it was from you Devin. but i think you guys can both sort of uh you talk about i think the biggest asset we bring is our national and social capital we built over the last 15 years making connections working in the industry and bringing people on board with specific talents to help us out yeah so i guess so my question is uh having all these connections What do you see as the benefit upstate for having these sort of guys? Just knowing the right people, knowing the way things work, or bringing people in from more outside aspects?
5: I think, um, I think, I what I'll say is I hope to lean on uh, my friends and the people I've worked with in the past Mm -hmm. uh, to bring in some interesting kind of entertainment that other places aren't going to offer. Yeah. Whether that be uh, people who created certain series to come in oh, yeah. and and screen them and do a Q& a and hang out for the weekend or have different uh, comedy troupes mm-hmm. come in and do shows or residencies. Um, there I got a bunch of I, I know I have a handful of friends who oh. are national touring stand-ups right now oh, yeah. who uh, I'm hoping to bring in and uh, uh, yeah in addition to that we uh, uh, you know i' I've, I've, I just come most recently from the second city in mm-hmm. uh, Los Angeles, so I'm, I'm still pretty tied into the the improv world, and all my friends are all still living and working in Los yeah. Angeles, mm-hmm. doing their thing, going on to successful careers. Yeah. So as as they become successful, I tend to ins- uh, exploit them as well. Smart, it's a good yeah. way to do. <laughs> no, but but uh, but it's it's encouraging because there are people, you know, there yeah. are um, you know comedy shows that I, I had hoped to uh, invite here, who yeah. when they heard about this reached out and offered yeah. to come, you know, mm-hmm. and there are people who, uh, and it's bringing people out of the word work. you know, there's, uh, there's a guy named Dave Sinker who went to Notre Dame, mm. who, uh, joined the National, uh, Second City Turing Company in the 80s, yeah. and, you know, when he left, Stephen, Steve Colbert took his yeah. place, and he runs the Comedy Shrine in Chicago, and mm. he offered to come out and yeah. teach, uh, teach, uh, you
0: know, guest improv classes and Utica is a weird place about its connection to like the entertainment industry because I always say this: Utica is kind of a famous town for being not famous, like yep. we're the butt of a lot of jokes on like The Simpsons and yep. Parks and Rec and all these shows. But you, it's funny how often I bring up Utica to people and they like know what I'm talking about. Well, like, I'll tell reading. you what,
5: man. I think I think the reason it's a butt of the joke on The Simpsons is because one of the guys is from Noitesboro. Right. right? Exactly. You know? And uh, and I know you know one of the uh, I just found out a couple of weeks ago that uh, Rich Tallarico, who mm. was one of my, I don't know if you know that name, one of my comedy uh, heroes from L.A., and a guy I spent years watching on yeah. stage, um, who came out of Second City in Chicago, mm. um, and more recently you know, was the head writer on Key and Peele, yeah, yeah. and uh, was on SNL for years, is from Frankfurt, you know, mm. so, um, and, and there are people reaching out now, you know, guys from, I went to Notre Dame with, who work at NBC and do camera work, so... They're out there. The people that work in the industry from and I want to I want to connect them all, and I want I want sure? to yeah. the Uptown to be a place where they can um, pass their their kind of skill set onto the people that are here now.
4: I think there's a lot of relationships that you know it, in the entertainment industry or in other sectors um, just. You know, like if if you ever kind of look back at all the people that you've met along the way, and somehow oddly it all kind of lines up that like you've met (laughs) them for a reason, yeah, yeah. It's like we're kind of having that moment like over and over, like, oh my gosh, you know who we can talk to about this, or even if it's not someone who maybe is going to have like a who's going to be on stage or something, but just who we could ask for guidance or advice or an introduction or something. Like, we just, we've been feeling very fortunate that we just have, we are just have seemed to have found ourselves surrounded by all of these people.
0: <laughs> uh, guys, because we've blown past my arbitrary fake oh, time limit sure. that I gave you guys. Yeah, sure. I'm gonna say I want to get some uh, lightning round questions, some fun stuff before we do. Again, it's uh, utcany.org if you want to go to the website. On Twitter, you guys are utcany. I think I've already followed you guys on Twitter. Please follow you. Anywhere else, people can reach out to you if they want to get a hold of you for more info. Or uh,
5: we're on Facebook mm-hmm. at, at the moment, anyway. And um, I think that's it for now. Mm-hmm. But we will, uh, yeah, stay tuned in the near future. We're gonna we're gonna be reaching out and uh, we're gonna. Uh, have some sort of uh gathering so we can all say hello to each other and uh everybody talk about what we want to do
0: over there but in the meantime uh we look forward to, to meeting
5: everybody yeah.
1: all
0: right well uh Brianna, devin you guys are young hip parents so for today's parents yeah,
1: you
0: <laughs> very young and hip <laughs> i appreciate it uh i gotta ask mm. your kids have probably grown up in los angeles spent their whole lives there so were they prepared to come to upstate new york and deal with the change in weather and the change in culture and personality
4: Yes. Well, they're mm. still young, so they yeah. don't, they're, they're <laughs> so they didn't have as much of a protest. Sure, but right. But they, from the times that we have been here, um, mm. visiting family, have always really liked it. Yeah. Um, and have always liked, uh, I don't know, the nature of, oh, they like the snow. Yeah. It's and very when strange. we're here in the summer, we like to going on little hikes. So they've liked everything about their visits here, so I think that they looked forward to it.
0: My niece and nephew in Chicago are the same way. I was like, they live in, like, a big, bigger city, like, a nice city, but, like, they, they still like coming out here. I think that there's something... Unica's always been nice because you can sort of get to whatever you want. You want to go to a beach? It's not that far away. You want to go to the mountains? It's not that far away. Yeah. You want to go to a city? It's not that far away. You're sort of close enough to almost anything you want to get to, which is uh, really and nice. And I've
5: been, I've been surprised, you know, mm-hmm. I guess lately at how... Um, much I, I took for granted the kind of the seasons and the oh, yeah. the terrain and just the beauty around here you know that it's it's you know, and I've driven to and from uh California both the northern and southern yeah. routes and a lot of it's desert and mountains and uh some of it's beautiful and some of it's not but this is I mean this is a beautiful you know it's one of the more beautiful places in in oh, you're fine, in sorry. the country so uh yeah. it's exciting but I think next year because they've only been here for, like, two weeks, yeah. three weeks now. And so, like, next year, when it's, like, six months long, they're going to be like, what yeah.
4: the
1: fuck? Yeah, for sure. 100%, 1000 yeah. I think
4: maybe as, like, angry teenagers, there's going to be a point where they yeah. question why we left. Don't worry. They're going
0: to have cell phones, and they'll ignore you. You won't even know when they're angry.
4: Maybe. Those places. Yeah. Oh,
0: you're not going to give them cell phones? It's smart. Don't no. do it. I don't Hold know. them off we'll on see. it. It'll be something else by then. It'll be something else. Be the check, you know? See, my problem with my niece and nephew is they're, they're good with technology. The problem is the other kids in school have the tech that my sister will give them, right? She's like, I'm not buying my my daughter an iPhone. She's 13. She's not getting right. an iPhone. She's like, but everyone in my friends has and it. i so It's like, ah, oh, all right, yeah. it's fine. You get the peer pressure from the other kids is what forces the parents to buy the electronics, and that's that's all a vicious cycle. This is my terrible school rant that I'm going to say. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, it's right. I think it, it's all a big,
5: uh, it's it's a it's yeah. monstrosity. A monst- it's a monstrosity.
0: <laughs> Monstrositus. That's a
1: great like word. Monstrous? Like that word. Monst-
0: <laughs> monstrous? <laughs>
4: monstrous.
5: <laughs> it's a monstrous plan from Zuckerberg is what I think. Oh, He's a- well there's
4: no going back now. No. no, but, no. Uh,
0: uh, thank you for uh helping me speak words.
5: That's
4: fine, no problem. <laughs>
0: okay, I gotta ask you one question. Okay. I went on your Facebook page, Devin earlier today, and you posted a picture from yesterday. Was it the Roseanne set? Yeah. At the Roseanne set? Yeah, we I was at Roseanne. Huh.
5: I is- uh yeah, we uh not, uh, yesterday.
4: not yesterday. Not yesterday. I, I was not there yesterday. Right, of course, certainly. That it, uh, it,
5: uh, the, re, the remake, or not remake, the, the reboot, <laughs> the reboot, yeah, reboot right, right. revisitation, whatever it is, Roseanne started last night. It was w- pretty good, actually. I, I haven't seen it yet, actually. very curious. I'm very curious. I, I'm very curious. I've, I've actually heard good things about what they're trying
0: to do with the show. People were really nagging on the whole, like, oh, she supported Trump thing. I gotta be honest, I'm very clearly, for anyone who listens to the show, I certainly don't support Trump. Right. Or Claudia Zinni, or anyone on that side of the, of the post. But... I do think that there's probably a market for a show that somewhere lives in the middle yeah. between like Isn't
1: that
4: yeah. what does she I mean, does she the person support him yes. or is that no. just a she choice a, for the no, no, show? No.
0: She as a person seems to be more adamantly in support of him than the character on the show. Right.
4: Which oh, interesting. is interesting. Which
0: is good. Which is good, I think. She right? Yeah. For her
5: it. personally, I I'm, I'm I probably don't have it. I'm not a huge fan of her, her politics. Not or, particularly. But um, I I have a few friends that worked on that show, yeah. and in different capacities. And from what I've heard, they're taking great care to yes. a, address things in a in a um a way that like in a way that is interesting and not insulting to anyone and uh, furthers a conversation rather than
0: takes cheap shots at
5: poor people
4: it's interesting i'm curious to see because growing up
0: in like a lower middle class family like watching roseanne growing up i didn't think about the politics i'm like oh it's interesting that these shows sort of talk about the things that like my family talks about like how we're gonna pay for bills or job stuff or whatever like it seemed relatable and i think there's again there's a market for that today so much so though they got 18 million viewers last night that's insane for yeah. a network sitcom, you know the Stormy Daniels interview got 22 million, and that's like a once in a lifetime thing. The fact that a Roseanne reboot is getting 18 million on its first air—that's yeah. really impressive, actually.
5: Yeah, I mean we'll see how it holds up, but I mean that's it's great, and it shows that there's a, a desire for something that speaks yeah. to a. Uh,
0: to more to the population than yeah. I don't think you have to I think that's the thing that they the show hopefully is getting across you don't have to be a Trump supporter to watch right. the show just because they're taking a midline stance with the show no right. if
5: anything I, hopefully they're trying to humanize yeah. that experience in a way that makes it relatable yeah. to more people um
0: I still think he stinks, but that's just me. Uh, that's just uh, me
5: personally. Uh, maybe the worst person that's ever lived. True, but maybe. Uh, but I mean, I think the only way out of this mess is to try to talk to each other and yes, f- figure out where, where are the other one's coming from and uh, and and how to get around it. Not that I want to be the huh. one to do that, huh.
0: but <laughs> I have one last question for you guys before we get into the lightning round questions. Earlier this week, I just like wanted your opinions on this. Netflix ban- uh, Netflix was banned from the Cannes Film Festival under the uh, under the idea that if it's not airing on a screen, it's not considered. Uh, eligible for uh, for representation in this award for the Cannes Film Festival. Steven Spielberg came out later this week and says he thinks the Oscars as well should follow this and that Netflix movies and movies that go straight to streaming should not be considered for awards that films that go to theaters are. You have any thoughts about this? I just figured I'd ask you guys. You guys are in the movie industry.
4: <laughs> um, I I don't know what the basis was for excluding them.
0: Generally because they won't they don't air a lot of their programming on large screen formats. You're going right directly to a streaming service as opposed but, to...
4: Yeah, I just I, don't see why that would matter. You know, I'm a huge David
0: Lynch nerd, and yeah. David Lynch once gave an argument basically saying if you watch something on a small screen, you're not really getting the full creative aspect of it. And that I sort of understand, but I don't think you should... It seems weird to just sort of blackball Netflix because of their platform, right? Yeah, no, the... the uh artist in me and I'm yeah. doing this
5: with finger quotes you know wants to agree with that but, but we're, what it really sounds to me like is old men fighting technology Yes, yeah, you know and that right. never okay. works okay. so like maybe Netflix should take some of their better movies and mm. play them at a place like the Uptown for a week or something yeah. you know there's a way around that you know screen your movies well, but, it- but yeah I agree I think and that's why we wanted to do the Uptown because there is a specific experience to yeah. watching something mm. with a group mm. of people and um, th- there is an argument to be made for that, but if they're making good movies, then uh, I don't know.
4: Yeah, I don't, I don't see the, I don't know, I don't see the reasoning. Because to me, it's like it's not about the, I don't know, the award's not based on like user audio visual experience. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's not really what it's it's about everything else that goes into it. So I just don't get it.
0: My only, you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this movie that came out, through an *Annihilation*. It was the it, it had Natalie Portman, and she oh, goes right. to like some. Shimmery world. I I was familiar with the book. I thought it was interesting that they screened the movie, uh, whoever it was, Universal, whoever the was, and said, I don't think this is going to be a hit, and sold it directly to Netflix. Like, I don't think this is going to make any money back. We already made the movie. We're just going to put it in Netflix and cut our losses. I think that's something you actually will see more and more That's smart, Yeah, I think. Yeah, and uh, it makes me upset because I thought that the movie itself, based on what I knew about the book, I was like, you know, this is a hard movie to watch. It's dense, but you've sort of cut their legs out from under me. You didn't even give them a chance to like find a cult following, you know yeah. what I mean? You now it seems like you can't make a movie unless there's existing IP and a guarantee that you're going to make more than you put into it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of troubling for the the smaller independent filmmaker, actor, director, whatever you want to well,
5: say. Well, yes and no. If you if you want to go that studio yeah. route, right? Yeah. Which is you know kind of another reason why we're bailing. Yeah. When when I moved to LA in 2000 and you know, when I was at New House in 2003, we were shooting on mini DV tapes. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. five years later, everyone has an HD camera in their pocket. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, you know, that studio model isn't necessary anymore. You know, you don't mm-hmm. have to be at a place where there's a soundstage and they have all the equipment for you to use. Yeah. Um, the Uptown is a set, it's an expensive set of yeah. a movie theater, you know, yeah. and there are cameras around here and there are. Actors around here, and, and people that can turn lights on. So um, we're trying. Uh, what I would like to do is start doing production around here, and uh, you know, putting
0: creative people to work.
5: Because
0: I got something for you after we're done here. Sure, I got. Well, after we're finished, I got absolutely. Uh, Something that we did a couple years back and made in Utica that they have not done again. And I think that we're making a great mistake by not doing Let's it Let's talk. We'll get off the afters. All, right. All right. All right. So you guys ready for the lightning round questions? Absolutely. Yes. These are the same five or six questions we ask everybody who's been on the last hundred or so episodes. Uh, again, folks, Devin and Brianna Mahoney, want to thank you guys for being here. Uh, I'm going to do serpentine style so I'm going to go back and forth. Uh, Brianna, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Uh, Brianna Mahoney, when you wake up in the morning, how do you take your coffee? Um, just Cream. Just Cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin, same question for you. How do you take coffee in the morning? I take, um,
5: recently I've been taking a 20 ounce depth charge from uh, Dominico's. Oh, over on, uh,
0: very nice. Over on Genesee Street. Generally, the popular option is black, and I feel bad about it because I've never gotten to just drinking black coffee casually. Yeah. And well, I, don't know I,
4: I used to when I was like young and cool, but yeah. now I need to like. Mellow <laughs> I'm going to start
0: doing that. If I'm black from now on, it's way cooler.
5: In like, a little cup. <laughs> In a tiny little <laughs> cup. Yeah, a tiny little cup that I reuse a lot. Yeah. Devin, I'll stay for you for this one. What was your first automobile? I had a 1988 Subaru hatchback. Yes. I believe it was a... Probably still runs. DL. I, like, <laughs> it, it, I don't think it even had a name I think it was just like a 1988 (laughs) Subaru 4x4 (laughs) hatchback it was silver and I looked it up the other day because I wanted to buy it back and I found one and it was twice as much as I paid for it Hmm. 20 years ago so I don't think that's gonna happen um I'm gonna
0: go for you this one uh your first automobile
4: a uh, 2001 Mercury
0: Mystique. Ooh, a Mercury. Mm-hmm. I don't see any
4: Mercury. Like
5: no, I, I have a know. lot of
0: questions for Mercury owners. Yes. <laughs> Mostly why. You you may or may not have taken your Mercury Mystique to see it. What was your first live music event? Oh,
1: mm, Even maybe. if it's embarrassing,
0: you have to tell you know, us. No, I
4: mean, when I was a kid, I felt like crisscross yes. at the fairground. To make you jump, jump. Yeah. yeah I, I don't like know that. if that was the first, but it's an early memory.
0: <laughs> uh, Devin, same question for you. First live music event. Live music event.
5: I remember seeing um, Aerosmith at the Pepsi Arena in Albany. Wow.
0: Aerosmith.
5: And, uh, yeah, that was her. And then, like, like weird stuff my parents would bring us to. Like, I feel like I saw, like, Richie
0: Havens when I was, like, 10 at some opera
5: yeah. house somewhere. I mean, it
4: was a while before it was live music things that I cared about. Right, yeah. I yeah. yeah.
0: think Pearl Jam at the Pepsi Center was one of the first... Everyone to see that. Right. that was the first time I've been in that building, actually. Yeah. Was Pearl Jam, which was I
5: very vividly remember uh, Lollapalooza 96. Yes. <laughs> which is when they decided Metallica would be a good band yeah, to yeah. headline uh, the alternative. So anyway, but yeah, that was... Uh, I was
0: at Bonnaroo 2012, but I do not remember any of it. Just that 10 minutes of Radiohead that I can sort of remember. That's yeah, 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 yeah. All the best shows. All the best shows. Um... Uh, Devin, I'll stay with you for this one. Give me one book, album, movie, or television show you are currently reading, listening to, or watching. Oh, wow. What am I doing right now? Um, Book? What did you say? Book? Book, album, movie, or show you are currently reading, listening to, or watching. movie, or show. Are we watching any shows?
4: I'm watching old episodes of Catfish on Hulu. Oh, on really TV's catfish? catfish. <laughs> They're really easy to watch, like at the yes. end of a long day, if you just want something. Uh,
0: you are you're preaching to the choir. I'm yeah. a sucker for putting on what I refer to as just background television if yeah. I gotta do something. That's what I uh Top Gear yeah. is a good one for that. I'm, I don't even like cars. Yeah. I just like listening to the British guys talk while I Oh, I love dust, this guy's. Yeah. That's dust. why
4: I like the <laughs> British baking show. Yes, or the British
0: Br- baking challenge. Yeah, or the, yeah, 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 I guess we talking that, about
4: That that was really good for like end of the day like it was very. It was very relaxing. Anyway, I've been,
0: but I've been enjoying
5: um, <laughs> c- comedic, uh, like comedic, um, real crime dramas. Almost. Like, did you see American Vandal on American Netflix Vandal. and uh, oh. Trial and Error on NBC? I really like.
1: Mm-hmm. The
0: Onion's doing a, a parody of the Serial podcast
1: called Fantastic. "Like the
0: Perfect." Murder, really? Right. Right. No, it's,
5: that's
4: good. Yeah,
0: have you listened already?
5: No, I haven't, oh, but yeah, that's yeah.
4: a great Brianna, idea. Brianna no, no, and
0: I were watching
5: American Vandal, and Thir- thirteen episodes in, I couldn't, I couldn't believe how, how enthralled I was to
0: find out who drew the dicks, knowing there were no dicks, <laughs> and
5: it was a completely. And it was fake,
1: <laughs> there was a lot of twists, yeah.
0: Uh, and I guess uh, one last question: you guys can come together on this one, uh, Devin and Brianna Mahoney. Uh, besides uh, television production, besides Upstate New York, mm-hmm. besides uh, your Everything you're doing for the Uptown Theater. Give me one more thing that you guys are passionate about.
5: Hmm, that's a good question. Um, Always the rest of people. I'm watching, I'm waiting for yours, <laughs> but which also means I'm not thinking of mine.
1: Um,
4: DIY home project. Oh yeah. Really?
5: Okay. Bri can do a project. What are man. you working on? What's your current project?
4: Well, since we just moved into our house, there's going to be a lot of like, Things I have to do here and there, but at our previous home I did a lot of mm. stuff. And the thing is, once you get over your fear of like power tools, then oh, yeah, you're like set. My
0: grandfather had like a basement full of power tools, yeah. We, I, I kind of like, kept oh, yeah. acquiring mm. them,
5: but yeah. <laughs> Devin? Um, I uh, I don't know what would you say about me? I don't know. I uh, I'm really just a fanboy, man. Well, you know,
0: I, I, uh, like you, I... What's like, your big What's your big nerd out thing? You got, like, a big, real hardcore nerd... Twin Peaks is always gonna go back to, like, that's my hardest, like, oh. nerd thing is Twin Peaks. I love Twin Peaks, so...
5: Do I have one? I feel like I'm, um... You're just gonna say Star Wars, aren't you? You're gonna be one of these Star no, Wars. No, not Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, the, that was, I mean, the, that was huge yeah. for me, but, um... And probably when I was younger, but, um... It's been, it's been comedy for me, you know, the wow. last, you know, 20, like, I'm just in love with Bill Murray and, and John Belushi and John Candy and Dan yeah, Aykroyd. John Candy and, is the
0: one that makes me sad. Yeah. I, I love John Candy. Yeah. And, uh,
5: yeah, so those ones, those ones she, are, But, but yeah, so I, uh, yeah. uh, I'm a comedy nerd and I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm a big music fan, so mm-hmm. I'm excited to be someplace where there's lots of, of, uh, talented local musicians and stuff and, and, uh i'm uh, i'm just i'm a local kid so i'm excited to be back and i'm excited to you know be back in the place where i came from and uh, we never thought we were going to be here a year ago so to be here now is just it's i feel like we like we jumped timelines it's awesome yeah. it, in a really cool like in a really
0: cool kamikaze way like you think all this stuff's happening watch this shit <laughs> <laughs> uh definitely brianna i want to thank you guys for coming in today uh, congratulations, you're pushing almost to the longest interview you've ever done. Wow, amazing, yeah. It's because of me it, and it you'll happened. you'll cut it all out. But I um, would never. I keep it all in. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you guys so much for what you're doing. Uh, again, uptown theater means a lot to a lot of people, especially growing up where I Grew yeah. up and in this area, it means a lot to a lot of people. We have uh, You guys have a lot more support, probably, than you know about succeeding, and we hope that you guys are the best for you guys. Well, before. I think
5: that's why it's going to work, and we're going to need every one of you guys
0: uh, and all that passion to make it work, but uh, I think it will. Yeah. So thank you. Devin Brown, thank you guys so thank much. Folks, we'll be back to the show in just a moment. Thank you so much to Devin and Brianna Mahoney. It was a pleasure talking to you guys. Uh, great time talking to these folks. Uh, like they said in Goodfellas, you like these guys, they're good fellas, quote unquote. Um, I actually invited De- Devin over to our WrestleMania party. And he, like, when I asked him after the interview, he was like, yeah, dude, totally, I'm into it. And then, and then I think the reality just, like, set in, that he's like, I have a kid and a wife and a house I have to, like, take care of, and we just moved here, so I'm not gonna come spend five hours with strangers watching wrestling I'm not familiar with, which, smart call, for the most part. Uh, again, we have a long show today, and I'm not gonna go forever on these... Uh, these history lessons today. I only have four. They're mostly pop culture based and none of them take a lot of heavy reading. So we'll dig into it. Okay? You guys ready? Feeling good?
3: Feeling good. All
0: right. 1947 on this day, uh, David Letterman, American comedian and talk show host, was born. Um, Did you like Letterman growing up? Did you watch any late night television? Not
3: really. I watched Conan instead
0: of... Conan, right? I feel like growing up there was like the... It was always just the Letterman-Leno thing, right? And I don't know if my parents like cared. I think my mom liked David Letterman, but I don't remember it being like a huge thing, but Letterman mm. is the He's the one that everyone points to for modern people as like the late night host that people seem to respect the most. I feel he like He was the only
2: one I watched when I was young. The only one? Yeah.
0: You didn't watch Leno at all then like Leno?
2: I mean, if he had an ind- always it's based on the guest, but if I was going to take one or the other like off yeah. the bat, yeah, Letterman was always better. He was always a little more of like a real like in, uh, intelligent person having like a little bit better conversation Leno always seemed a little bit hammy like, to Like cocky me.
1: too. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, yeah.
0: this is probably wrong but I always felt like Leno was for West Coast people and Letterman was for East yeah, Coast no, people. Yeah, no.
3: It's totally way, a good way to well, say I know it. they no. film and I know
0: that's what they film and I always like sort of thought about that as like a thing yeah. like Letterman and the NBC show or whatever the New York show tends to be a bit more cynical mm-hmm. whereas the, whatever the West Coast show is tends to be a little more like having a good time. Um, right now, though, I thought this was crazy, there are 13 late-night shows on television across, like, multiple platforms, which is wild, because, like... <laughs> well, there's the key word. Multiple platforms, right? That's
1: exactly
2: yeah. it. There's more platforms for people yeah. to put the shows on. Uh,
0: so of the 13 that were listed here, I was gonna see how many you guys could name without prompting. So, I'm gonna leave them up for you guys. You guys can team up on this. Uh, how many late-night shows currently on air can you name? Some of them are obvious, obviously. Quite a few. Okay, what do you got for me?
2: Fallon, Colbert, right. Gordon, Seth Myers, Conan, uh, John Oliver—if you count him—Trevor Noah, Sam B still has a show on TBS, I go. think. Jimmy Kimmel—that's nine. Uh, do they still have um, Minority Report with Larry Wilmore? No, you know, he's on. He's They're got a off. podcast now. He's got. A- that's fair. Um, yeah, so there's nine at least. There was. Uh, that's pretty good.
0: Uh, there were four left as, uh, that I can give to you while Charles is scratching at the gate of the door. Yes, yes, yes. I'll let you out, Charles. All right. Here's the other four you guys didn't get. Last call with Carson Daly, which I'm not sure is still, still on a I, It's still been on. This was from last year. This this article that I pulled uh, up. So
3: no, I think he does like a morning show now.
2: I felt always kind of felt bad for Carson Daly. Just <laughs> why, because of all of his money for doing almost nothing? Poor yeah, soul. Kinda. Uh, there's soul, My heart bleeds for the guy. There's something called At Midnight with Chris Hardwick. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a good show, actually. Uh, Is this, that? I don't think that's like a late night show. I think that's more of like a game showy kind of thing. Yeah,
0: I guess because it's on at midnight. I don't know. That's I, fair enough. Uh,
2: pretty late. And then this—they this said real time with Bill Maher again. I don't consider that oh, like yeah. a. No, if you count John Oliver, yet. yeah. He counts more than John Oliver does for it's the kind of show part. he does.
0: And then finally, something that people talk about all the time that I'm not familiar with called What Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. It's a show on Bravo that people always talk about that I'm very unfamiliar
2: with. I don't know nothing mm-hmm. about
0: that. I think that's like a different subset for shows. Like you gotta be into Bravo shows. Like I think if you're into like RuPaul's Drag Race and like Housewives, Housewives and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, good job though. That
3: was pretty impressive.
0: <laughs> I didn't... No. Couldn't have done without Heather. Me. You didn't need me. Um, All thanks goes to Heather. Do you guys have any thoughts about <laughs> rock. Before, before we move past? Any thoughts about the Jimmy Kimmel uh, I was Sean just Hannity feud? About
3: that.
0: Well, uh, Kimmel came out today and basically tried to say like, can we stop doing this? Like, it's kind of bad for. Yeah, it
3: everyone. got a little out of control.
0: <laughs> well, he was saying he was getting like death threats to like his wife and kids.
2: Of course he is. The yeah. Red caps are insane.
0: Yeah. I wonder. And Hannity said he was gonna. And by the time we hear the show, he was gonna respond on his show tonight because. You know that's the way. If anyone read the
3: tweets, they were crazy. They were really crazy.
0: It's again like anything else. Like I I like Kimmel a lot, and I think he does a good job handling politics in a way that the other hosts seem to not. Like Kimmel, sort of toes that line. Like Colbert is very obviously going to talk about politics, Mm -hmm. and Kimmel uh, and the other one, Fallon, basically wants to stay away from it altogether. Kimmel's the everyman. Yeah,
2: he's the everyman. He's he's got a good place, and I think this was not a great. And it just was so unlike into. him. Yeah, way like
3: he got, way like he acted
2: on there. Yeah, I don't really blame him though, because Sean Hannity is genuinely the worst of the worst. Terrible. This is coming from somebody Terrible. who's probably listened to over two hundred hours of his radio show. Yes, yeah, like yeah. in the last five to six years, like he's genuinely the worst of the worst of the worst, a, a disingenuous scumbag yeah. who not only damages like the moral fabric of society, but deeply, deeply damages all the people who mm-hmm. listen to well, him. Yeah.
3: Especially comparing him to Harvey Weinstein, that's just. Yeah, that whole, that's just that, that's tears silly. anybody, like, that was ruining people's careers, so...
2: Yeah, it's just, well, it's silly, and, you know, it goes to show the double standard, but, like, that's the problem, it's the old, I think it was, like, a Mark Twain saying, where it's, like, you know, you don't want to argue with an idiot, because they'll drag you down to their level and beat you with experience, and, like, when you yeah. argue with somebody who's a fool, like, from the distance, you can't tell the difference, you know, that's why I always tell people, like, you don't respond to, like, trolls on the internet and stuff like that, because you look bad just by engaging them, like, yes... Hannity's a disingenuous scumbag. He's going to say some stuff that's provably a lie to sort of poke you, but that's because he wants the response because that legitimizes him. And now, you know, it just gets people talking about him and his show. I mean, you've got the number one podcast on Stitcher discussing Sean Hannity's show (laughs) when that wouldn't be otherwise happening for him. So you take the bait and everybody loses but him.
0: Stitch has been good to us, I have to say. I'm to throw that out there real quickly. Stitch has right. been very good to us. And we love it. Thank you, Stitcher. <laughs> Burning no, up the charts. I, I, think, I think the problem, too, is that for somebody like Kimmel, by validating this conversation with Hannity, you give Hannity more uh, more leeway in saying stuff, right? It seems like Hannity can be like, yeah, I got to him a little bit, right? Yeah. In a certain way. and that's, He
3: broke him. Yeah,
0: he broke him. So, yeah, I thought it was a good call for him to just be like, let's stop, we'll see what happens going forward. But, ugh, terrible.
2: All right. I like the way he said it though. Just see what he said? Who Gimel? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I read the article the little post he had. It yeah, when up, yeah. he
2: was like, you know, he's like, I hope that Sean continues to use his newfound sense of like his newfound love and support for immigrants and women. Yeah. And I hope he takes this newfound thing that he's gotten, carries it forward and it was real like tongue in cheek and yeah. asshole And I really like that. I enjoyed it.
0: Well, that's the other thing too.
2: A lot of these guys,
0: you know. I think people look at Kimmel sometimes, and that was the thing. Like Hannity was hitting him with, like, "Oh, he's like he used to be on the Man Show." It's like, dude, you can't. This dude's been he's prepared for whatever you're coming with for the most part. This dude's like a stand-up and like a TV producer for a long time. He's not just some guy. You know what I mean? All right, moving on from that. Uh, we won't get too far in this since we got big into Letterman. This day, April tenth, nineteen seventy uh paul mccartney leaves the beatles they break up i thought it was interesting though they had to file a lawsuit to break up the band like when our band broke up it was like i think we're done right (laughs)
1: like
2: well no our drummer died
0: well yeah that too but like that was that was it that was true that's a good um
2: did you like mccartney's other band wings no they've got i mean they've got some songs but no Hmm. that's fine i just curious.
0: (laughs) i just think it's interesting like if you are in a band like, the Beatles. Like, no matter what you do next, people are gonna be, like, ah, this is no good. And he sort of knew that, because I was doing my research about this. When the Wings came together, initially, they were touring colleges and universities, and not, like, telling people they were coming. And they would just do surprise shows and see how many people they could get. Because they didn't want to be like, hey, Paul McCartney of the Beatles and his new band's gonna be here. So there were, like, five rows of press people in the front. Like, oh, Paul, Paul, tell us about... John, John. Yeah, right? So it's kind of it's a weird like I don't feel bad for him certainly he's got a giant pile of money that he falls asleep on every day well you know what I mean but uh, it's interesting like it's it's the same thing we were watching Jerry Seinfeld in that show earlier that comedians and cars getting coffee thing yeah. it's just like he's always gonna be Seinfeld to me like, no matter what he does like it always have that right and that's a good that's a curse and a blessing well the money's probably a blessing but you know either way I'll move on from that on this day 1977 Sarah Michelle Gellar American actress and producer, was born. Guys, what's your favorite Sarah Michelle Gell, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller uh, featured program or film TV series? What do you got? I
3: like her on Cruel Intentions.
0: Cruel, I had Cruel Intentions highlighted <laughs> as opposed to the other items on here. Yeah, that's the choice. She's been in a lot more stuff than I gave her credit for. Tons. She was in the first two Scooby-Doo's with her husband, Freddie Prinze Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the series, which mm-hmm. people seem to love. I can't did you, did you watch it? <laughs> I or did
3: tried you? to watch it. I, couldn't, I didn't like it. I didn't hate it.
0: I, I did not
1: I just was
3: silly.
0: <laughs> she was in She's All That. Oh, she
1: was, yeah. she was
0: in the horror classics, I Know What You Did Last Summer, and The Grudge. Wait, she was in She's All That? Yeah, she, she
3: wasn't.
0: She wasn't The Star, but she was in it.
3: I don't remember her being I in I. at all. I've seen strange. that
0: movie a few times. You've got a printout. But I have a yeah, printout. so have I. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Also, uh, she was in the Sour Girl music video by Stone Temple Pilots. Remember that? Oh. Nope. Oh, that's a good one. Go look at the song Sour Girl by Stone Temple Pilots. She's in the video. Uh, I always compare her to Jennifer Love Hewitt or Nev Campbell. Disrespectful. Do you prefer Jennifer Love Hewitt? No. <laughs> well, that's what I. Okay, I'm just throwing it out there, man. Those were like the <laughs> I had a three for me. About it. Um, can I say that I was very familiar with Sarah Michelle Geller from my time at the WB? Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of WB shows that had her on there and when the Scooby-Doo movie came out like the live action Scooby-Doo movie where she plays Daphne I was (laughs) I was doing this bit for the WB where I was this is when I was like still like hanging out at KTV and working with the camera guy so I'd go because I was like the only WB person at the time who lived in Utica everyone else either from like Illion or Little Falls or from so whenever they wanted to shoot something quick they would just call me because I was easy to deal with for the most part for the most part and they're like, "Oh, this Scooby Doo movie's coming out, so we need someone to come with us up to Valley Cinema, and we're gonna shoot like some, like some things Johnny you talk, on the scene. yeah, Johnny on the scene stuff." So I remember having to go like up to this thing and like ask people questions about like the Scooby Doo movie when it came out. Right? <laughs> Maybe like, "Who's your favorite member of the cast, guys?" And they're like, "Velma." I'm like, "All right, you heard it here, folks. Velma." <laughs> Not me yet, but in a couple
3: years, in oh boy! <laughs> a couple years,
0: she'll be my favorite. I'm more of a shaggy man at this point in time, but uh, those movies were not good, I knew. Like, no, very poor. I never saw them. Okay, you know how, like, do you remember all the old Adams Family movies they made yes. that were like really good, like surprisingly good, because they, they took the source material and kind of funny with it and tongue-in-cheek. They tried to do that with the Scooby-Doo movies, but they didn't commit all the way, and it was kind of fell somewhere in between. Also, Sarah Michelle are not great in it. I would rank her above Jennifer Love Hewitt, but I ride or die with Nev Campbell. Love you, Which bad. is crazy. Scream was a big movie for me. That's fine, <laughs> but like... already at Five. She's not party the one. She's, in, uh, she's great in, uh, what do you call that show that Kevin Spacey used to be on, uh, House Cards. She's great in House Cards. A good comeback role. Everybody's
2: good on House Cards. That's true. Uh <laughs> And
0: last but not least, on this day, 1997, Tiger Woods becomes the youngest ever golfer to win the Masters. He was the big story this weekend because the Masters were this weekend, and everyone's like, Tiger's back! He's going to win the Masters! He did not make the cut. He was done after the third day. Um, She's garbage. <laughs> I can't play anymore. It's over. It's funny, he
3: was all I ever knew about golf when I was younger though.
0: <laughs> and that's the funny thing, that's like the
3: sad part though. It's not it's not
0: sad, it's just the reality of it. Like yeah. when we grew up, Tiger Woods was the only golfer that mattered, and it shows that when he's on television, the ratings for golf are astronomically higher than when he's not. It people are fascinated by him, for good or bad. He's he's a lightning rod. Um <laughs> I just wish he were better at golf so that his lightning rod status would have more impact. Like, it's not fun because he's not that good. He barely played. Yeah, he can, if he was good and he was still, like, this divisive figure, it'd be sort of interesting, right?
2: If he was good, he wouldn't be a divisive figure. That's a great point. No, the only That's thing divisive point. about yeah. him now is that he's been yeah. so horrible and awful. If he was still good, everybody would be on the Tiger Bandwagon.
0: That's a great point. Uh, people love a winner, and people love a comeback story,
2: especially...
3: You always kind of hope there's one, though. I feel like when he's on.
0: <laughs> I, I think it, I don't know why.
3: He's I, not, don't he's not a, I don't want Not even like him. He's, he's not just... even
0: a particularly likable guy, but somehow person. you want him to be good at golf I know. Again. I
3: just want
2: him. <laughs> it's because we all yearn for a time when we were younger and life was similar, <laughs> Oh,
3: stop right? it. Tell and me that's wrong, true.
2: Heather. Um, yeah. <laughs> <see>? <laughs> so, uh,
0: in case you guys were wondering, uh, I ranked golf at number eight on my list of the dopest sports, which is what I posted on Facebook that got such traffic earlier. Did you this- say dopest? So Dead. yeah, I said you quick list of they the. They make you start paying for Tinder after
1: that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, I basically I was on Facebook scrolling through, and there were like ten people posting about the NHL playoffs and whatever their hockey team is, uh the Rangers or the Sabers or whatever. So is like, this
2: all part of some elaborate scheme? Another yet another elaborate scheme to get the English Premier League over?
0: Uh, no, no. This okay. is all.
2: This is all. <laughs> I was just reading the early signs. Go ahead. This is just me just being like, man, I'm just like, Goddamn
1: hockey. I
0: don't care about like everyone I know. So I just, real quick, like not this is very rare for me. I went right to Facebook, which I don't normally do. I'd normally go to Twitter for this, but I wanted some I wanted some feedback. Because sports, unlike politics, is one of those things where I'm happy to have a divisive opinion and argue with it because it doesn't seem like I'm gonna lose it seem friends. Like you're gonna take
2: healthcare away from sickness. Yeah, we're not gonna say yeah. Take, yeah. Right. I'm not
0: gonna block any immigrants from coming into this country because I think that soccer is more fun than baseball.
2: Like that's not you know what I mean. No, that'd be backwards. That's yeah, that's <laughs> a great point.
0: Uh so uh, I put up this list of the dopest sports in order. Uh here's the list: one soccer, two, basketball, three, baseball, four American-style football, five boxing, six tennis, seven MMA, eight golf, nine, playoff hockey, ten, hit by a truck, eleven, hockey. So that's the list. Um, it was a very dead spin of you. It, it was a, very a false dead. False
2: flag, second to last. False
0: flag, second to last, hit by a truck. Uh, now, mind you, I would assume that most people who saw this list could tell that I was trolling. Like, hockey We're I don't know, we're,
2: we're very big in the hockey community, I feel like. Yeah, we are. You're we're, brave We're a that. bit of a podcast. <laughs> we are, we, it's true. And... To be fair,
0: folks, I don't have any real vitriol for hockey. I was in a moment where I was just very uh like annoyed by all the did hockey. Did you get cut. good engagement? You know what? It's funny, <laughs> I did. You did.
1: You a lot of good, good engagement. How did it How feel?
0: Uncomfortable. And I'll tell you why. Because I don't like uh, having to respond back. No, who's got it that? Take, kind of yeah, advice? it takes a lot of time to go back and like re-respond to every single one person comment, mm-hmm. right? Like even your husband like made a, like he said a comment. I had to respond back. He has a joke. <laughs> then I have another closer joke. And then we have to like all the things that we said in between to verify that I thought what you said was funny, right? It's just too much social contract, and I'm not buying it. Especially no. It no. Oh, go ahead. No, please. No,
3: oh, it's okay. Go I'm ahead. done talking. No, okay. So I'm not. So anyway, when you put like a heart on something in so many comments, and then you put a like, a like that I feel back, So I'm like, should I be putting a heart on everyone's like, or should I be?
0: Yeah, that's the world. This no. is why Facebook is the devil. And uh, let me see. I actually I pulled. Up, I pulled it up here. Do you guys want to see it? I'll try and pull my comments. I got like 43 comments on this, which is more than I get for any of the Unicast stuff that I post, guys. I like... <laughs> I'm not going to... Whatever. It's fine. You guys got the list. It wasn't a real list. I'm just having fun with you folks. It was a real list. Stay what by was your list? list. Soccer's number one for sure. And I, I would say that if I was really putting this in real place, I would probably put hockey somewhere between boxing and tennis between five and seven <laughs> somewhere between five and six and seven uh all right so yeah that was it i had a little fun on facebook that week that's it that's the history lessons uh are you guys ready to move on
2: there is something that may be drawing me back to facebook that i read about oh long sure ago that i was just thinking of when you were talking about all the heart faces and all the dumb stuff I hear they're putting a thumbs down dislike button. They are. I hear they're going to work <laughs> that I don't in. I think they're going to. That's that. I, that's what they're saying oh, in geez. like large newspapers and press releases. Mm. Um I'll tell you what, if I can get out there and start thumbs down and stuff, contents can and comments, thumbs yeah? down baby. I'm all the way back. I love thumbs down. All the way back. I'm going to get Messenger, I'm going to an Alexa for my house. Who are you happy birthday and you'll be like light.
3: thumbs down.
2: Oh. <laughs> it was actually just a regular Hope you're Tuesday. Doing okay,
0: thumbs down. Um <laughs> So, we are you. we are 17 minutes in, and we've done none of the stuff I plan to talk about here. You know, it's good. It's really cute. It's good. So I'm I'm gonna save. Look at my baby. Thumbs down.
2: Oh. Uh, check out the ultrasound. Thumbs down. You should catch up sometime. Thumbs, thumbs down. down. <laughs> it was like <laughs> I've got a very unique business opportunity where you can work
0: from home. Thumbs down. <laughs> I would like it if someone, remember the poking? That was the thing. I'd like to
2: thumbs down when somebody pokes you. you like, do you know what I mean?
1: I know, it's so annoying. Yeah. Heather
2: has happens. poked you. Thumbs the, down. The thing about the pokes is when you get a poke from somebody who doesn't understand what poke has become to mean. Yeah. Like, I've got, like, weird great aunts that live in England that are and like, that, oh, sending you a poke. I was thinking about you. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's not. No, no, we don't
3: do nope. that here <laughs> in the United
2: States. Did you poke your grandmother back? She poked you. You never poked her back.
0: No. I didn't. No,
2: mom, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, so I'm going to save our conversation. Conversation about apparel for next week because I think it's going to be a good conversation and uh, I think it deserves digging into longer form. Uh, but if you want to read about it, there's a good article on Bloomberg called uh, The Death of Clothing that we're going to get into next week. Um, it's pretty interesting. So I'd like to talk to at least get into a couple minutes of that next week. So let's blast through a couple of these quick news stories and then we'll go home. Uh, so in Atlanta, right, that's true, we are home. Uh, in Atlanta, there's a fight right now going on in the suburbs for people trying to pass a brunch bill to allow restaurants to begin serving alcohol at 11 a.m., a full 90 minutes earlier than allowed on normal brunch days. Thumbs up. I, yeah. You know, I, living in New York and working in the restaurant down there, um, we didn't serve brunch necessarily at the restaurant, but we did serve early lunch. And it was always weird. There's like a weird half hour time limit where people were like, can I get like a mimosa? And it's oh, like, oh, no. Yeah. And it's and people always would get mad about it. They're like, you can't just do it. I'm like, no, literally I can't if I plug it into the system, I will get like in trouble. I can't even type it into the system. Yeah. God forbid mm-hmm. New York State like looks through the numbers, right? <laughs> like and, and that's like something people never understood as restaurant goers that like we don't have we're not like doing it because we want to not give you booze, like we will get in trouble. I never understood the point of it though. It's just like a an old timey rule that they yeah, never really it's updated. Just, it's
2: left over from like time of like prohibition and like yeah. I don't know, the the Quakers. All that stuff. But it was always weird.
0: Like, I guess it's an establishment thing, right? Because if you're a restaurant, you can't do But I knew bars all the time that would do brunch and serve booze at, like, 7, eight, thirty in the morning.
2: So a lot of bars are more willing to roll the dice. And a lot of times it's Sunday-specific. And you can get specific, like, the way that the laws and the permits work for um, food establishments that serve alcohol or vice versa because there's a difference, like, by way of right. the law. Um, it's really, really sort of convoluted and there's a lot of weird different like loopholes and little tiny like catches right. in the law and technicalities and stuff like that. But a lot of those people also, especially cause I mean, you're talking about living in New York cause you know, I'm a lot of those places I feel like we're probably just like, yeah, we're just going to do it. Who's coming for us? Do, there's yeah. 10 establishments on every block who's literally coming to this one little tiny right. English Premier League soccer place on a Sunday morning
0: right whereas working at Carmine's it's a big yeah, it's, giant Carmine's uh, the tourist biggest yeah. restaurant like, in
2: Times Square yeah right? Yeah.
0: I guess Yeah. so I guess it's all context is important
2: well, it's the same way that you can get like you can you'll get treated differently you can get away with different stuff at like your local watering hole dive bar than you will if you go to drink at like Applebee's yeah. or
0: something right, right? exactly uh, so yeah, do it early Have a couple drinks early, no big deal We're fine with it, we support it here at the UDcast um, News from Florida uh, <laughs> This is one of my favorite recurring segments uh, lady was arrested in Florida on March 21st um, Cops smelled marijuana coming from her vehicle And asked the driver to stop Found a bag of marijuana And also one large bag of cocaine in the woman's purse What do you think her claim was For where the cocaine came from?
3: It's, I read this story. Did you read yeah, I don't I did.
0: suspect that she knew where the cocaine came it's, from. It's really good. <laughs> she claimed the cocaine was not hers and had quote flown in through the open window. <laughs> 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 Unsurprisingly, <laughs> cops did not believe her and she was booked into county jail. This is one of the better. <laughs> oh,
3: that made my weekend.
0: Don't say anything without a lawyer. <laughs> <sweet. I> <laughs> uh, what else do we got here? uh here's just a good headline i saw that i read the story for and if you'd like to get the story it's worth it and i'll send it to you like but just a great headline spaniard raised by wolves disappointed with human life that's such a good headline you and me both (laughs) now um there's a good vice article this week that was out it's worth reading but i'm gonna rant about it the article is called millennials are missing out on what's left uh, because they uh, missing out on life because they have more debt than savings and it's an article True. talks about how many 18 to 34-year-olds are waiting to, get, uh, to have kids, get married, buy a house, save for retirement because of crushing debt. All things I already know, because even though this was an informative article, I feel like this article is written seven times a week by Vice alone, <laughs> and also like 15 times a week by other... Does it also low-key feel like a personal attack? <laughs> I mean, it does, but I feel like this is an article that's very popular to write now. Low-hanging fruit. Is that what it is? Just that there's content for people to get into I
2: well at this point with something like that too it needs to continue to be drilled into the head of the populace because i think a lot of people still don't right. understand the specific issue that faces one mm. age group you know they're like oh well, i've got to have taken out debts i think that if you're not in it or even if you're in it not really paying attention to the larger circumstances it's important to be reminded of mm. just how screwed over and raw deal a lot of people have become and how it's going to end their lives forever
0: oh yeah Yeah, absolutely true. And uh, last but not least, we'll end on something lighter. Uh, I found this, it was a website, called Undead Walking. It's a zombie website. You familiar with this website, anybody? You ever heard of it? I'd never heard of it before. Well, it's just some website that writes all sorts of zombie-type nonsense. They came up with a list ranking the 50 states by zombie apocalypse survivability.
3: This, t- this much
0: time i don't know and <laughs> obnoxiously it's one of those lists that you have to click page through page through page like in order to get through which is super obnoxious mm-hmm. uh just real quickly before we close up what number do you think we ended up in for most sur- for survivability of the 50 states new york state
3: like what number not very good no we le- we
0: were good we were good we're at 36 which is That's in the bottom half uh and a lot of it is because of new york city because dragging the average down. Drags the average down. The Big Apple is so overpopulated uh, with people uh, that the minute the apocalypse begins, Bedlam all over. All right. That's about it. I and bet I know what number one was. What was number one? Hawaii. Uh, that makes sense, because it's an island. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, I think
3: yeah. that's the worst one, because you can't escape.
2: Hmm. Yeah, but you got a finite amount of area that once you can clear it of the zombies, there's only so many people that can come for you. Let's go hey, out. before we close up today, hey, Maiden Utica's
0: Justin Parkinson in my studio kitchen taking coffee. Come here for a minute.
2: Come here. I wrote it on the paper. Come join me. the cast. Come here, just for a second. It on I'm tagging it out, folks. Was... Thanks for coming in. Uh, Parkinson is here. I'll be back next week. <laughs> no, he's next never coming me. back. Don't tweet me. Don't <laughs> care. Here's Parkinson. No. Kevin's I do care this not answer. Justin, nice not, he's never coming back. I'm it's nice to in. see you.
0: Nice to see your face cool. that you shaved your beard off. Yeah. I'm officially filling in for Kevin Forever now. I see. You know I have coffee made. You're holding a coffee filter full of coffee. I didn't know how much you guys were done. I needed I got work to do tonight. That's why uh, I'm down
4: here writing stuff on paper okay. for
0: you. Well listen, while I got you here, please talk to us a little bit about uh, what's going on with this survey you guys put up today with the uh, people that were signing and passing around on Facebook. Uh it's a survey for the mayor and urban renewal to Make basically a park down in Beck Square. You're talking about the container park that we've been sort of yes. secretly, quietly talking about. Not really on the show because I wasn't sure how much you wanted to talk. Yeah, about in it. case the mayor just decides to say no and it looks like a big failure. <laughs> yeah, so we're right. Exactly. Like pretend like, oh no, it wasn't that big of a deal. But no, but you've it's been like, you've yeah. been doing this for a couple of weeks now. We've I've sort of not wanted to talk to you about it specifically because I wasn't sure what you wanted to discuss. But now that you're pretty much putting it out there, and there's a petition. Oh, on. that was Katie. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do that. But, but people, that's <laughs> Facebook.com, Made in Utica. Yeah, yeah it's on change.org or something.
4: It'll be on the Made in Utica Facebook page. Katie told me to actually come down and tell you to push it through the pod. So that's oh, I scrambled down thing. here. Yeah, there you go. Good. <laughs> got it all. Good, yeah. She's pushing crazy. for
3: the... A lot of people are signing Are signing yeah, it, there's quickly. Like it got to 100 or, really fast.
0: There's over 200 now. It's awesome. 220 or something. Wait, like since now. this morning? <laughs>
3: yeah. Before I got here, it was yeah. like hitting 200. Perfect. Hey, we
0: got a Bag Square Association endorsement as well that's nice yeah. see stepping up in the world alright uh, Justin I'll link everything then from the website just yeah. wanted to bring you on here make you uncomfortable for a minute yeah
4: I tried to write it on a piece of paper but thanks for giving me the time oh, that's no
0: problem hey uh, you sat through five hours of Wrestlemania last night you tired from wrestling yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm burned out, too. <laughs> all right, uh, folks, that's it, our show. It's Thanks. the whole weekend though it. It's a like, long. And there's, it's just
3: halfway through. we got two more dates.
1: That's
0: true. Oh, it all starts in 20
2: minutes. It <laughs> starts in
0: 20 minutes. Uh, again, folks, uh, thank you for joining us. Episode 146. I want to thank uh, everyone here. Follow Heather on Twitter at HeatherWaz1. Follow Kevin at underscore Kevin Sullivan. Follow Maiden Utica at Maiden Utica. Follow the show at Uticast. Uh, we are on uh, Facebook, SoundCloud, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh what's the other ones? Uh Apple Podcast Stitcher Stitcher, that's the one we're taking over the web. Happy Rusev day, Sayonara, humanoids keep it tight. Woodstock lives, and we will be back next week. Oh yeah.